Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Monster Cast. Today, I am joined by my brother, Ryan, and we are going to go over the week that was in wrestling this week. A lot of shit happened, sort of. Um, let me get my notes up here. My little jot downs. Okay, so first off, obviously, the big news of every week going forward is the Wednesday Night Wars. The wars that are not really a war, but it is really a war that we keep hearing, depending on what wrestler you speak to on what day. Um, I've heard Jericho say it's not a war. I've heard Jericho say it is a war. I've heard Omega say it's not a war. I've heard Omega say it is a war. I've heard Triple H say that it's not a war, but Stephanie McMahon is having meetings in the back room talking about AEW before they even came on weekly television. So depends on well, what day you're talking fair, to what person. Omega said yeah. it wasn't a war because he's so much better than everybody. I don't think he ever yes. I don't think he ever genuinely said it's not a war. Did he ever say that out of character? Well no, no well well in character, which people didn't realize was I get I don't know how they didn't realize that he was in character to begin with because he was doing all the weird faces and stuff. I mean, clearly that's not how he actually talks. If you've ever seen him on a panel for like Comic Con or anything, he's not doing those weird faces and shit. But when he was doing his little weird faces, turning into the cleaner or whatever the fuck he's planning on doing, I assume that's where they're going. Um, he said it's not a war because he's so good. That it will never be a war. Like they're just gonna fucking. He's just so much better that it's not a war, which is fantastic. He's so, like right. I said on a previous, like I, yeah, well, that's true too. On a previous episode, I had said it was super smart strategy on his part because he literally just said he literally just made it a war by saying that it wasn't a war, no matter how he really feels about those guys at NXT. So that was pretty cool, and. Don't even get me started on WWE's response to it as far as putting Finn Balor on the show now. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, well, now, now what? Yeah, no, he's still. It's not better. a war, but we wrote this guy who was our first Universal Champion off of main our, our main show just to put him down there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I obviously, I honestly think that part of that is the fact that Finn Balor. Oh, I got a. Uh, ESPN alert. No, fantasy team still sucks. All right, so um, I honestly think that Finn Balor had something to do with that because we already know he asked for the time off so he could go get married, right? He wanted right. he wanted two months off. He didn't actually take the full two months, I don't believe. I think he only took a month or a month and a month. week or yeah. – Yeah. Okay, so – but then he also said that he was – well, the reports are he's burned out all the traveling and stuff. So what better way to stop doing that but still be on national TV is go to the NXT show, which is on national TV every week. You're trying to make it a third brand. Eventually, it's going to show, I think, both hours. They said it's going to be moved to two hours or some shit, and they're going to show the whole two hours on USA, whereas right now it's only like an hour on USA and the rest is on WWE Network, some shit like that. Am I right? I, I don't know if that's confirmed that they're doing two of the – the two hour thing, but I think, I think that was more to. of a, I think that was more of like a, Hey, if we, if we need to more directly. Um, well, I'm, I think if triple H has any say it would be two hours because there's a lot of guys that are not being utilized on raw and SmackDown. How many times have we said that that would be perfect back in NXT or NXT UK even 
um, a lot of people thought Killian Dane was going to go to NXT UK, but they sent um, Alexander Wolf there to be back with Imperium, his uh, ring camp boys. And then we automatically assumed that Killian Dane was right behind him, but he went to back to NXT, whereas Cesaro would be great in NXT UK or NXT for that matter, or Sami Zayn, who they're not doing shit with. There's a lot of guys that made names quality names in NXT Bo Dallas that you're not doing shit with now. And if you, you like, wanted you to like team bro. Oh my God. But Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas have, have taken your shit storylines and gimmicks and every time have turned it into something more than what you thought they were going to. And yet they still keep getting shit gimmicks. Why? I mean, they, they clearly don't know how to handle when something is getting over. I mean, just look at the Rusev shit. It's like anytime something starts to get over on its own, they just they keep doing the same shit with it until it dies out. So I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not super surprised. I mean, it goes, I mean, it goes further back than that, obviously. We all know. I think the first classic case of this is actually Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown uh, was a bullshit that's... gimmick. That's right? going real far back, yeah. Well, it's a bullshit gimmick <laughs> that you never thought would get over. It fucking got super over, and they recognized it on TV. Vince McMahon even, Macho Man, Bobby the Brain Heenan, when they were on Raw, they would talk about, hey, take this guy seriously. He's actually a really good wrestler. Then he would do actually really good fucking wrestling in the ring on national TV week after week, and people got behind him even though it was a stupid gimmick, and they still did nothing with him. Ridiculous. Goldust is another example, even though he did win the Intercontinental title a couple times. Um, just here's some bullshit because we don't have anything else. It's your job to go make it work. They go make it work, and then you still don't do anything with it. Well, I think Goldust weird, is – go ahead. They've got that weird uh, sort of mentality against getting yourself over outside of the company too. So a lot of the Rusev Day shit, it was social media following and and weird like outside of wwe hype and yeah. i mean starting with zach ryder they sort of said yeah i was about to say yeah zach ryder. as so. soon as you said that zach ryder popped into my head as soon as you said what you just said zach yeah. ryder basically created social media for wwe basically showed them how to do it the blueprint to how to do it now wwe does it with everything social media is everything wwe based and zach ryder still sitting there saying hey kurt hawkins did we get drafted bro that was his tweet. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it would have happened no matter whether uh, – eventually they would have caught up whether he did it or not. But Maybe. just how, the, how they booked him – I mean, come on, man, 2019. I'm yeah. sure they would, have, they would have caught up at least a couple years ago. But, like – How come – how come – okay, you remember when – you remember, like, every year they had the Taboo Tuesday and you would yeah. have the – okay, and it was kind of social media-based but not really – because you would vote on the on the WWE poll, and obviously we know that they would just throw. You would, would vote. <laughs> yeah, you'd vote. You would vote. You, would, def- unquote, you would definitely vote. Quote unquote vote, and then of course it's just like real life. Your vote doesn't matter, and oh. they're just gonna throw whatever the fuck they want to out there, which is fine. I don't care, but the fact that they have Zack Ryder with all these followers, he was the first one, not John Cena, to a million followers, you know what I'm saying? Like with all the stuff that he was doing with his YouTube channel, his show. Um, I believe he was a part of, if I'm not mistaken, I know Kurt Hawkins was for sure. Remember the mid card mafia YouTube series with Kurt Hawkins and, um, and Tyler Rex, Trent Beretta, 
they were all on like WWE main event always like every fucking week and they were putting on really good matches, but they would never give any of these guys a chance on yeah. national TV. I remember the I remember the series like the YouTube show, but I don't remember if Zach was on it or not. Um, but anyway, so he becomes huge star to the point where a company makes him his own internet championship. And my point with the Taboo Tuesday is thing uh, thing is how come they never use the fucking internet championship as an actual title where people could vote on the internet who got the shot at the title, what kind of match it was going to be, all that stuff. Like an, like a social media, um, total fan immersive championship that is its own separate thing. Like they're coming up with all these stupid ideas to try to get shit over and none of it's working to the point now where we got the stupid 24-7 title back. Title though, bro. Yeah, the 24-7 title's back, and it's doing nothing for anyone. Um, Except maybe, for R-Truth. R-Truth yeah, well, R-Truth. Yes, yeah, R-Truth. But, but every now and then, R-Truth gets over. Yeah. God. It takes like five years in between, but every time they push R-Truth... Well, he's just really likable. He, he gets over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people want to see him get his due. Like, you talk about Kofi Kingston getting a world title shot... Or world title victory. We already know Archie did get a world title shot at Capital Punishment or some shit. It was called against John Cena when he was doing all the gimmicks with the conspiracy theory with the Miz. Yeah, little Jimmy, but he lost. Yeah, <laughs> but he loses. He loses, and then he's never heard from again. Kind of like Jack Swagger when he lost the world title. Uh, right. But every every four or five years or so, our truth they'll give him this. They'll give him this one small moment in the spotlight, and he fucking knocks it out of the park. And then everybody's like. Here we go again. Why the fuck aren't you doing anything with our truth? Well, to be fair, I guess the the twenty four seven title is a really good way of constantly having him on television and having him get you know that that good crowd reaction without letting him get too high on the card or anyone pushing for him to get too high on the card. If nobody's watching him doing the twenty four seven title shit and be like, hey man, give that man a world title shot. He's so good. They're more like, ah, he, like he's really funny. Like keep keep him doing that. So. Yeah, well, because no 24-7 title is going to be a fucking five-star match. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah. Yeah, so so you have um, – so but and my other problem with the 24-7 title is it's only gotten him and Carmella over, if you can say Carmella got over because of it, um, and no one else. Drake Maverick, maybe. But Drake Maverick is still – I don't even know what the fuck he is anymore. Is he a manager? Is he on 205 Live as the general manager? Is what he a is 205 Live anymore? Where is it? Like, are they still um, like? Don't know. They, I yeah. I I heard that they rebranded the uh, cruiserweight title to the NXT cruiserweight title, so they might as well just go ahead and get rid of 205 Live altogether and put it with NXT, and then and then like like I thought that was one of the small bases before they um, extended it to two hours because now you could definitely extend it to two hours with all the extra talent, you know. And you have instead of fucking Drew Gulak, who by the way is probably one of my like top five favorite people in the company right now. You have him out there getting squashed by Braun Strowman for a fucking joke segment to build up this match with Tyson Fury that nobody really gives a shit about. Like it's just it's yeah. so stupid, man. Yeah, I like Drew Gulak. Um, he kind of reminds me of a um, I don't know, a Dean Malenko. A Dean Malenko, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. But I think he actually has better mic skills than Dean Malenko, obviously. Hmm. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Better well, better PowerPoint skills, too. Yeah, well, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he could actually do really good. Also, if they move him to NXT, if they move all the 205 guys to NXT, like, what's the point of having a cruiserweight title? Because hmm. 
almost everybody in NXT are are small in stature for the most part. So you're telling me now Finn Balor and Adam Cole when they come out, you're going to build them at 206. Oh, dude, no, I love their build weights because you look at. I, I mean, Finn Balor. Well, Buddy Murphy. Finn, was Finn Balor ain't a touch over 180. <laughs> but yeah. but buddy murphy fucking buddy cuts Murphy's down all his weight yeah. I mean, he's i love buddy murphy by the way he's probably one of he's probably in my top five right now for wwe guys I buddy murphy's really awesome down. too yeah that's yeah. good because i love i love guys like buddy murphy i love alistair black i love uh i still love Dolph ziggler even though they still are not doing shit with him and they're and by the way, the fans who all gave up on Dolph Ziggler and now just boo him constantly because, yeah. because what? Because he he puts all your fucking favorites over like a motherfucker. He's like Shawn Michaels versus Hogan every fucking time he goes out there. He makes everybody that comes in look good. He made Shinsuke look good when he came to the main roster. He made all your new guys look good. He lost to Sami Zayn when Sami Zayn got pulled up, and now you're not doing shit with Sami Zayn. Kind of reminds me of the classic. Ric Flair puts over Kenny Dykstra, and then you do shit with Kenny Dykstra. Why? What is or, the fucking point? Or Chris Jericho puts over Fandango. And yeah, then Fandango. Put him in a fucking middling tag team. That dude is great. Yes, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, I think, are actually really good. And I love them as a tag team. Um, I don't even mind the um, comedy stuff on the outside. And they don't have too much comedy stuff on the inside of the ring once the bell rings. So why the fuck are they being held back like a motherfucker? Well, they gotta they go. Be they gotta go put over those teams in NXT, boy. Fucking, I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I like. I don't. I wouldn't say I love, but I like Red Dragon or whatever the fuck you want to call them, Undisputed Era. Um, but you got two guys that have been through your fucking system for how long? Tyler Breeze has been there for fucking ever. Yeah. FCW. But what's I mean? Johnny what's his, Curtis. What's his What's his cap though? Really. Tyler Breeze, like, do you see him? No, in the, the cap champion? is because I don't. No, 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 no. The cap is tag team champion, but you can't be yeah, tag team okay. champion if you're not getting a fucking tag team championship opportunity. Is my point. See, they I thought they fucked up when they brought him back down to to NXT just to, yeah, well, to lose the see, Velveteen I, Dream. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing, man. Well, that was Tyler Gimmick's whole gimmick in NXT. Anyway, you're really good until you fight somebody that debuts. So you're really good until you fight Liger. You're really good until you fight Shinsuke. You're really good until you fight Velveteen Dream, and you can never win the big one, and that was his whole gimmick. I mean, excluding Velveteen Dream, I just used him because he was the most recent example. But when he was in NXT, that was his gimmick. Like, he beat everybody except for when he went to NXT TakeOver. He was the opposite of Johnny TakeOver. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, he would still have the really good matches, like Johnny Gargano, but he just wouldn't win them. And Gargano yeah, didn't just, really win them at first either. But yeah, Breeze, like, Breeze I, to me, I yeah, feel like ahead. he should he should have gone over Dream. Like, they could have made a whole program out of it and had Dream get it back eventually or whatever. Yeah, but well, putting him down there and I'm having sh- that whole arc and then just having him lose was yeah, I, yeah, I didn't like it. Big big surprise. Big surprise. You, I mean, he comes out. Everybody goes fucking nuts, right? Because the NXT people, they've had the full sale crowd has had every fucking show so far. So yeah. these guys, they grew up with these guys. So when they leave, these these people really feel like they are losing someone. It's almost like when an indie guy goes to WWE. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, okay, so so if they come back, like I saw the Ascension come back after getting fucking humiliated for. Who knows how long? And when they came back to NXT, they were treated like they were fucking Hulk Hogan. 
Well, they went fucking it's, it's nuts. Easy to, it's easy to sound like people are treating him like Hulk Hogan in a room of 400 people. But yeah, but they were all cheering him. They were all cheering yeah. him. They all know who they were. They were fucking dominant on NXT. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And that's why I'm glad there's so many outlets. Like me and you were talking a couple of days ago. We were texting, and you said there's just too much, too much wrestling to keep up with. And in my head, as soon as you said that, I'm like, but isn't that what we wanted? Dude, isn't I'm, that I'm... what we wanted? Minded my own fucking business last night, just scrolling through Twitter, and Dave Meltzer's ass tweets, oh, by the way, Kenny Omega versus Phoenix is on right now on yeah. Twitch, on AAA. I'm like, what? The, who the fuck? Nobody's ever told me anything about this. Okay, that's what I'm doing Also, tonight. yeah, also, I didn't even know Phoenix had that fucking title. They never said anything about <laughs> it in AEW, right? Yeah. I knew they had the AAA titles because they beat the fucking Young Bucks for him in the ladder match. Right. But no one ever said anything about him having any singles titles in AAA. So I didn't even know that yep. was a fucking thing. I didn't either. Yeah, I'm going through my timeline. And I'm like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? So like, what the fuck are they talking about? Kenny Omega's fighting tonight against who? I was like, I don't <laughs> know shit about AEW Mexico, going on right now. In a singles match yeah. against Phoenix. So who is the champion? So, <laughs> so all the but but here's the thing. There's even other stuff out there for WWE marks because you got WWE marks that don't like AEW and will try to find anything to shit on AEW. All right, dude. Cornette okay. is the fucking worst. If I have to listen to one more goddamn okay. Jim Cornette rant about fucking Kenny Olivier and fucking pockets and this old ass stupid fuck who doesn't <laughs> like he's Jelly so, Janella. Jelly, Jelly Janella who, who Jelly. isn't even in nearly as bad a shape as the fat. Harry fucking 80s fucks who got winded doing Irish whips when he was fucking managing yeah. them. Like, it's so, yeah. shut the fuck up. Jelly Janella is what he keeps calling him. But Joey Janella is actually in a lot better shape than he when he was when, I guess, whenever Cornette actually saw him wrestle. Because yeah. uh, Joey Janella has actually toned up. I don't know if he did it yeah, for AEW or what. About, but... He's not talking about fucking Chase Owens here. Like, yeah, Janella's yeah, exactly. not in bad shapes. Yeah, Um but the, I don't get that either. I really don't. And then he's in he's in a fucking promotion. Then this is where I was going with it, by the way, where WWE Marks would love this shit because guess who they got? They got fucking Mr. Anderson. They got fucking James Storm. They've got now Damian Sandow. They got Eli Drake. So all the impact and WWE Marks, all your guys are still wrestling on a weekly basis on an old school NWA show, which I actually love. And since we don't have to hear Cornette's personal opinions on other people outside the company, he's actually doing a really good job in color commentary yeah. where he has <laughs> to tone it down. You know what I'm saying? Like he can't say anything. He has to focus on what's going on. But I'm I'm watching James Storm fight this fat motherfucker on NWA Power that should be getting berated by Dude. Jim Cornette. You you know okay so I I made the mistake of of taking some time to listen to Cornette's review of last week's AEW show. Uh, this motherfucker, I tried had not to the nerve. To I mean, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. He called Kenny. O he said in that tag match that Kenny Omega looked green, but Hangman Page looked smooth and and silky smooth to work with. You just called the fucking 2017 Wrestler of the Year, two-time Match of the Year winner, green. Compared to fucking, what the fuck are you talking about, you senile old bitch? Like, he just hates green. Kenny Omega, man. It's it, so it, stupid. It all goes back to when Kenny Omega was super young and trying to get over and was wrestling a little girl or a broom or whatever the fuck blow up doll. Oh, Who cares? Because that's that's You're dumber than my loaded tennis racket. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. But here's the here's the thing. I heard one time on one of his shows, and 
it was a fan that wrote an email a question and it was like the most logical fucking response of all time. And the guy, the other guy who I don't think hates AEW as much that he's always on with, but he tries to be subdued because he doesn't want Cornette to kick him off the show. So he doesn't get any more money, I guess. Um, But uh, the guy writes in, he says, what is the deal with Kenny Omega? It was so many years ago. Can't we get past it? You have guys in wrestling today, legends like Mick Foley, who used a fucking sock that he pulled out of his pants to put in somebody's mouth to get over. Okay. And he listed like three or four examples of really good guys, just just legends that that Jim Cornette has mad respect for that did stupid shit to get over that worked. So, what is the deal with Kenny Omega when he doesn't even do those things anymore? Jim Cornette and has this Jim weird Cornette fucking just heart said, on for things looking fake, which is crazy because we're not – it is fake, dude. Like, it's okay. Yeah, Jim Cornette, then literally his reply is, I'll, I'll reply to it, fuck Kenny Omega. Like, that's – first of all, that's not even answering the question. And second of all, <laughs> like, did you even hear the fucking question? Because everything that – whoever that dude was that sent in that question made perfect fucking sense. And, and I literally thought for this dumb me – Dumb me thought he was actually going to, you know, like finally understand it from a logical. I mean, like I said last week, logical and wrestling don't go together, which I will nitpick soon. I mean, let's just go ahead and move on because <laughs> yeah. fucking, I could be on Jim Cornette all day. We're uh, we're in the fucking weeds fucking here. Stupid. Yeah, we. I don't even remember what the fuck. <laughs> How did we get on doing the clown? By the way, by the way, <laughs> by the way, my original point was two hour NXT. <laughs> <laughs> right. Coming up soon. Coming up soon. I'm. I assume that it's going to come up soon because they got too much talent, especially now that they moved, made the cruiserweight title an NXT cruiserweight title, which I don't even know how long that's going to last. Um, yeah. I mean, those guys would have to be super fucking small, like Leo Rush, to even make that legitimate. Like, I don't understand how you're going to have unless Callisto comes in there. Like, I don't like that they put Lucha House Party on SmackDown or whatever the fuck they're on. All three of those dudes should be on fucking NXT slash Two Hundred Five Live, whatever the fuck. Grand Metalik. Being in a three-man tag is a goddamn travesty, dude. Like that dude is. At least so they'll be in a three-man. T- the all three of them are actually really good. Grandma T- Metallic, I believe, made the finals of the cruiserweight tournament yep. against TJP, and fucking Kalisto has already been a cruiserweight champion once or twice, and he he can do so much crazy shit that they're not even letting him do right now. Like I haven't even seen him do the thing where he goes to the ropes and literally comes back walking on his fucking hands all the way across the ring. Like, yeah. fast as fuck. Like, he's on his feet. Like, he can do some crazy shit. And he also had that really crazy spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match where he did the Samurai Del Sol through yeah. the fucking ladder on somebody. Yeah. Fucking insane. Like, the dude is good as shit. And Lince Dorado, I know he's a little bit more green, but I had I actually had been following him before he got signed by WWE or was even in the um, tournament. He was an indie guy that I followed on Twitter. Twitter. So I actually have been following him for a while. So I assume that he's pretty decent. Why the fuck are these three guys well, in a see, in Mexican, a stable that's so you got to throw them all together? Well, actually, like Samurai del Sol or Samurai del Sol or Kalisto, whatever you want to fucking call him, uh, he's technically, I believe, from San Diego. I can't remember the. Right? He's from the U.S., but I get what you're saying. If you have a mask on, you're Mexican. Yeah, I get right. it. Right. All right. Yeah. Um. That or Vader. Fantastic. That fantastic. <laughs> that fantastic. Fin, uh, Vince McMahon booking. If you have a mask on, you're Mexican. All right. Well, or you have to fight the same a, guy. Or you have to. Or you can only booking. fight another Mexican. 
Or you can only fight another Mexican. So Rey Mysterio, <laughs> Rey Mysterio can only fight Eddie, Guer- Eddie Guerrero fucking 20 times. Or Rey Mysterio can only fight Friday 20 times when he comes back. I fucking Rey Mysterio comes back. You got all these dream matches, and I got to see him fucking fight Andrade for five straight weeks. Oh, and that's after what he was fuck? just in NJPW against what, Liger? Doing that program with Liger? And then he comes back to yep. WWE, does the, the Rumble appearance. And it's like, yeah, well, we need you to put over our next Mexican guy. So you're just going to have this eight-month program yeah. of the same fucking match. And don't it's not like they were bad did... matches, but, you know. No, 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 no. Andrade's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Andrade is fucking awesome. But, and don't forget, I already I skipped one generation of this. Rey Mysterio versus fucking Alberto Del Rio 20 goddamn times. <laughs> right. Which is probably oh, the reason why Rey Mysterio left the first time. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Alberto Del Rio was never fighting for fucking custody of his son. So slight improvements you know, generation well, to generation. Well, hey, man, fucking logical storyline telling. We know that he really did win custody of his son because he's on TV now. <laughs> right. Hey, it's Dominic all grown up. Hey, Look he really long, did win. He really booking. did win the custody long-term of his son. Booking. Yeah, long term booking. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> See, AEW, we can fucking do it. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of AEW, AEW wins again, three to nothing now. Overall, three and oh, undefeated in the ratings. Week three had NXT and AEW's actually lowest since going to um, national televised weekly episodic shows. NXT had 712,000 viewers, and AEW had 1.014 million. Now, this can all, like I said last week, can be due to a lot of the sports are going on TV right now. You have MLB, you have hockey. They are on weekdays, and MLB is in their fucking playoffs. Yeah. And the Yankees just lost last night, so now we're going to go to the World Series. So if they have a fucking game on a Wednesday, they're going to take hits big time. Doesn't matter how not popular Major League Baseball is compared to the other three major sports. Um, I think I think they're number three. I think NHL is four, and then NASCAR is five because I think NASCAR has fallen off. Um, they used to be number four and knocked NHL out, but obviously it's still basketball. And with the fucking free agency that basketball just had, when the season starts officially soon, I think it's in a couple of days. I'm not sure. They're gonna fucking have all eyes on them because you know the NBA fucking put the sweet schedule up at first so you can see all these fucking dream matches while all these guys are healthy. Well, they're okay. That drop so, sounds bad on paper, but if you look at the actual numbers for that time slot that night and like original programming, yes. oh yeah, they did AEW good. Was yeah, fifth. yeah, yeah, they did good. Like fifth yeah. on all. Oh television. yeah, they did good. They're like eighteen to forty nine or some shit, right? They yeah. were like really fucking good because I think the only people that they lost to overall was like blue bloods and something else, but they didn't even lose in the demographic of 18 to whatever, 18 to 34, whatever the fuck, the, whatever the key graphic is for wrestling. Yeah. They did actually awesome. They did like second or third. And then overall they did like fifth or some shit. So yeah, I agree. They, they did really fucking good still, even though they've dropped every single week so far. Um, and I love the fact that they're telling you already, actually they told us before the fucking first show even came on, like what the what the fuck you were gonna get to see the first four or five weeks as far as some of the matches, so that people buying their tickets would know what the hell they're buying it for. Whereas in Raw or SmackDown, you have no idea what the hell you're gonna see. They don't announce it till fucking way later. They just tell you who's gonna be there. And card subject to change anyway, so it doesn't matter if they tell you who's gonna be there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, like like uh, Brian Alvarez said on the fucking 
first episode of SmackDown, Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin were scheduled to be there. Sting was scheduled to be there, and none none other three showed up on TV. Yeah. So. Well, um, we got your money. So what are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, NXT. Um, it looks like they're building to a Cole versus Balor versus Ciampa versus Gargano title match yeah. for the next takeover, which I believe would be fucking insane. I'm down for that match. I don't have any problem with that. I do believe that Cole will win if it is a three or four way match. I think Cole will find a way to retain it because I do like the storyline where they all got the titles, by the way. A lot of people don't like the Undisputed Era for some reason. I actually like them, and I like the fact that they have all the titles because it gives them legitimacy. And I love Adam Cole. Obviously, Shawn Michaels loves Adam Cole. Um, That's because he's a fucking narcissist. A lot of people... Yeah, well... (laughs) um, Nothing wrong with that when when you're a legend, I guess. Um, I really love this guy that looks just like me and wrestles a lot like me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean, but but Adam Cole's really fucking good, though. Yeah, Adam Cole's really good. I can't, I can't deny, and he's really good on the mic too. And I wish they gave him more mic time, actually, because obviously he's the talker and the best wrestler out of the fucking group. Kyle O'Reilly might be up there with him as far as wrestling, but um, even if he was, Adam Cole still blows him away because his mic skills are so much better than all three of them combined. Um, let's see, and he's the most over. He's got to be the most over just from his bullshit song catchphrase combination yeah. thing that he does. Obviously, he can't say suck my dick in the middle of the ring anymore, but he's still got the Adam Cole baby and the boom and all this other bullshit. So he's still one of the most over people on NXT, period. Um, I do have one nitpick with AEW. What the fuck is up with the tagging in and out situation from Wednesday night? Two times, the guy wasn't even in the right position. Dude. You had Kazarian. Kazarian was on the fucking apron coming into the ring. And before he got into the ring, he tagged Scorpio Sky into the ring, and it counted. And then later on, the Lucha Bros. The fucking Penta He was just standing was in dying, the fucking dude. corner. He was literally he was in the ring. He was standing in the corner. Ugh. He was literally in the ring, in the corner. So you had one, you had one, uh where they tagged outside the ring and you had one where they tagged and they were both inside the ring. Now, how the fuck does that happen? Well, now is it referees discretion on that too? Cause we don't have an AEW rule book by the way. So we don't know what their rules are technically yet. Does that count? Uh, so, it counted, it counted Wednesday. Yeah. I, the Penta one, I, I didn't mind the, I didn't mind the SEU one as much. Cause I was just like, look like they clearly just, they either forgot to do it and they knew the spot coming up like he had to be the legal man or whatever they just it was more like they a, did it on was the more fly. like a triple it, yeah it was more like a triple h taking off an invisible shirt type deal yeah but the it was just a natural it was a natural reaction and i was like oh fuck i wasn't in the ring yet right fuck it, go in yeah fuck it. the penta one though that's that was i laughed like i was literally laughing i was like <laughs> i saw him tagging and i was like you're standing in the corner that doesn't count. Maybe There's the no black. Maybe maybe the referee didn't notice because the black yeah, the from his uh, costume. Yeah, yeah, it went into with the black ropes and the black. Um, That's gonna be part of their strategy going <laughs> forward, man. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that shit was funny. I mean, it doesn't really matter because I mean he was gonna get the tag. Both of them, they were gonna get the tag anyway. They were already both of the guys, Scorpio Sky and Pentagon, were basically right on the tag rope anyway. But it was yeah. just fucking weird that it happened twice in the same show. Aubrey and they will count it. Shit happen. Yeah, well, that was fuck. <laughs> it was just fucking. It was so, it was so weird. And Audrey, Aubrey Edwards did let it happen because she was in the Lucha Bros match because she caught the glove from Pentagon. Did she? 
I thought it was. Yep. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was Knox. Nope. It was Aubrey Edwards. Mm-hmm. I think Knox was the Scorpio Sky match. Yeah, he was because I. I don't know. I told somebody while I was watching, I was like, he looks like the the teacher from the cover of um, uh, Skeletons Don't Play Tuba. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Like, That's an old ass reference. Wow. <clears throat> um, but well, I, but it did remind me of something that I would like to see, and maybe, and maybe I'm just gonna throw this out there as a, um, as a big reach. Um, all their trios matches from now on, I think, should have the old school WCW Mexican style rules that Mike Tenay used to always do, where the guy just gets out of the ring, another guy can come in. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is Lucha, the Lucha Bros are Mexican, and the SCU are used to fighting in trios matches. So maybe that's what they were thinking. Just fucking go in. I'm out of the ring. Type deal. Well, see, that's the funny thing is when uh, when the Penta one happened, I was wondering if anybody on commentary was going to mention it because they could have easily just been like, "Yeah, well, you know, they wrestle mostly in Mexico, and the rules are different down there, so maybe they don't know." Yeah. <laughs> Something, anything. Yeah, but only only Generico would have been able to come up with that on the fly because Jim Ross is super slow with stuff at the moment. I think he I think he'll gradually get better once he gets to know the guys and stuff. And Tony Giovanni is actually really quick on it, but he doesn't know a bunch of the stuff like individual information about these guys yet. So the only person that would have been able to come up with it is El Generico, and he acts like he's stage fright half the time because he doesn't want to step all over these two legends' shoes to talk. So who knows if he would have even been able to come up with it fast enough to do it. But that shit was funny. And Jim Ross probably didn't even fucking see it. Um, the funny thing is, is uh, Taz apparently did commentaries for uh, one of the dark matches. And I promise you his ass would have pointed it out. Yeah. Well. I promise you Taz would have pointed it out on commentary. Yeah. So um, you uh... – uh, it's it's happened a few times, so I'm just gonna go ahead and point it out. You keep calling fucking Excalibur Generico. Oh my bad, Excalibur. <laughs> wow. It's almost it's almost the exact same. We all know mask, that Generico is in an orphanage yeah. somewhere. Yeah, of course <laughs> he is. Certainly not being wasted in and another company as a fucking hype man. Food. No, and he will and he will not and he will not be in. No, Generico is allowed in Saudi Arabia, I believe. Uh, I don't think no, I don't think he is because he's Syrian. I don't think he's going. He's he no, I know he's not. I'm saying Generico, oh, Generico can. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stay with me, bro. Yeah, no, no, no. You You're set right. me up. You're right. You set me up. <laughs> You set me up with the whole fucking thing, and then you failed it. Now you're now one-to-one. Now it's one-to-one. It's one-to-one now. Good job. All right, so anyway, um, all right, so speaking of the AEW NXT war, the next week should be the closest in the ratings yet because both of the match lineups um, for both shows are actually pretty good. Both brands have made some big announcements for next week's show already. Um. It looks like the big one for for AEW is uh, Moxley versus Pac or Pack. I don't know. I mean, everybody says it different. It's Pack. How do you say it? It's Pack. I, I, I know it's Pack, but then he said I used to say Pac too. So. Yeah, when he was in England wrestling, I swear to God, it was Pack. Yeah, I swear. It is. I mean, or Pac rather. Oh. But then now it's Pack when he goes back. Like I don't understand. I I don't know. We probably were all saying it wrong the whole time anyway. But Pack, it's fine. I don't give a fuck either way. Um. Well, it's supposed to be some reference to the fact that, like, even when he was way younger, he always had a six-pack. So, it's it's pretty easy to see gotcha. 
where that comes from and goes. But like, yeah, I, when he when he first uh, went back to the Indies and stuff, I, I was still calling him Pac. Yeah. Um, okay, so Moxley versus Pack, um, Ambrose versus Neville for you WWE marks out there, and an AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament semifinal match pitting the Lucha Brothers against Private Party. Yeah. And I actually think that SEU is going to have something to do with costing the Lucha Bros the win and the Private Party Cinderella story continues for another round. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure because of the shit that happened last week. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, but I think I still think they're pulling the trigger a little bit too early on Private Party if they're going to do that. You're going to have them go over the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers back-to-back weeks. That's... Yeah, I I mean, I agree with – I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think winning the whole thing would pull the trigger too early. I think beating the Bucks and the Lucha Bros back-to-back weeks now gives them credibility in uh, interviews and shit. Like if Young Bucks and Lucha Bros come out and try to do that shit again where I'm the best tag team, I'm the best tag team, then Private Party can come in and say, uh, we beat both of y'all. So maybe young, maybe the private party doesn't win the whole tournament, but can get these two wins, and then maybe we can see a fucking triple threat with all three of these teams in the future or for a future pay per view, which would be fucking badass. Yeah, I mean, as far as the actual tournament, I I hope they I hope they go with SCU because for the same reason that that they went with Jericho, like you you kind of want an established, experienced, like been around yeah. team. To, I really to hope. Well, I. I'm scared that they're going to go Dark Order, which is going to be Ugh. terrible because they are – I, I actually like I, – obviously, I like the um, Super Smash Bros. Right. I used to watch PWG all the time. They're fucking good, and they're still good. Um, but this new gimmick is – oh, they're, my God. They're not this getting is what over they came at all. Like they got to – Nope. I mean, they're supposed to be heels, but it's more like the Corbin heat than it is heel heat. <laughs> it's not MJF heat. Oh, it's Corbin I, heat. You I know don't what I'm saying? I don't mind Corbin so much. No, I don't either. I'm just saying a lot of people don't yeah. like him. I've always liked him. I liked him when he was Lone Wolf, Corbin, in NXT. I thought he had one of the coolest finishers of all time. He has one of the coolest themes right now, theme songs. I love his theme song. Well, um, no, he did. I hate his – no, it, wow. No, oh, yeah, the King, Cor- yeah, yeah, King, the King Corbin shit. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the Bad Wolf song, yeah. I believe that's the band, um, the one that did the remake of The Zombie by the cranberries um he's actually good friends with them and they they do his song or his theme so that theme the lone wolf corbin and if he if he can ever get out of the fucking tgif manager clothes he went back to wearing a a regular shirt at least oh no yeah no no well no he's got the now he's got the dean ambrose kit that he left behind is what he got that's what he has um (laughs) if he ever goes back to any of that stuff then yeah i'm all for it um he's actually really good on the fucking mic too which is saying something since he was an nfl player you know what i'm saying like he was he wasn't a guy brought up in the system type deal um as far as indies goes he's a wwe made guy but he's really good on the fucking mic like i'm surprised how good he is already um so even if people didn't hate him he can make them hate him he's got he's not as charismatic as say someone like the miz who was a natural fucking heel or mjf but he can definitely get his point across without fucking up. So that's good. Um, I think they're going to have both semifinal tag team matches for the AW tournament next week, but I'm not positive. Because I think they said October 30th was when they were going to crown their first champion. So that means both semifinals would have to be next week, which is SCU versus Dark Order, which is weird that they would make SCU fight uh, consecutive weeks after Daniels goes down with the injury. And then, oh, by the way, one of the, my favorite parts of AEW is when he threw the, when he threw his other shoe out and they threw it back. Yeah. See, that, that was good shit. 
And he, he wanted to throw it again, but the ref had knocked it out of the ring. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to throw it back out again and see what happened. But yeah, it was pretty good. It was like, he's got no shoes chant or whatever. Well, the funny thing is too, the, no the whole thing uh, with, I, I like the way that they did that. Cause it made sense. Like he's not out there because you're not allowed to have your third guy out there. It's a, they've already decided who the tag right. team is going to be. So he's not ready to wrestle. He's not in his gear. He's like in tennis shoes, whatever. Like all that shit yeah. I thought was great because so many times in, in WWE, you have these like events that happen and it's randomly random attacks and somebody has to jump in to replace them and they're already in their full gear. And it's just like, man, nobody, why is, why is he wasn't scheduled tonight, but he's walking around in fucking spandex. Like, no, probably not. Um, yeah. So I did like that part of it. And uh, back to fucking Cornette's goofy ass. He, he's bitching about, he's like, uh, he, one of the, cause again, made the mistake of listening to his, AEW review. The first thing he bitches about, or no, actually the other guy. Do you do you, do you think that first. you do you think do you think that you listen to Cornette's reviews on AEW, hoping that one day he actually says something good about them? That's not Adam Page or Cody Rhodes. Is that why you keep listening to it? Uh, or do you just it, listen to it by accident? I listen to it <laughs> in the background of doing other shit because it comes up in my uh, my YouTube autoplayed like whatever. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, all right. Go ahead. But yeah, so he's like the other guy that's on the podcast with him. He's like, oh, did you notice that uh, Scorpio Sky didn't come out with them? And then that's how I knew something was going to happen. Because when have you ever seen them come out without all three? of? And I'm like, dude, if you paid attention to the fucking product, they've said several times now that for this tournament, if you're in a three-man stable, your third guy has to stay in the back. That's why. Yeah. Just pay attention to the fucking product. You wouldn't have these stupid-ass questions. Yeah, because they said it with who before? They said it with... Uh, they said it the, with Best friends. Yeah. Best friends. Orange Cassidy didn't come out because Orange Cassidy said on being the elite, he wasn't going to be there. Right. Well, he was in Australia. Remember, they asked him what he was wearing. Yeah. Remember, they asked him what he was wearing or whatever. He said, I'm not going to be there. And then they announced uh, Excalibur Generico. He said, um, he said that he, I think he's the one that mentioned it. I think Jim Ross actually mentioned it one time too. Yeah. That the third person or whoever is not allowed to be out there. Uh, there was actually one time where somebody came out with, with them and then went to the back. Anyway, I'm trying um, to remember who the fuck all the teams were. I mean, it's just the fuck are you, all got, the teams? you got Bucks, you got Private Party, you got SCU. Well, Jurassic, Jurassic Express didn't Express, have the third guy because Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, is, Luchasaurus is hurt. Yeah. yeah, so that's why he didn't come out, but because uh, it would have been Marco Stunt in the back, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've mentioned it enough times to where like they it's did like, that, definitely say it. You know. Yeah, they've mentioned it two or three times already. Just like, just like I said last week with the uh, WWE Mark Wrestling Logic fans out there um excalibur has mentioned at least two times that i know of that it's to the referee's discretion because jim ross has called out shit that they're doing that should be dqs and stuff and generico's like well it's to the referee's discretion well that ends the argument right there well that's it yeah jim ross too you think he would have picked up on that little bit of wrestling difference uh when he was in new japan but he was well he might well okay i don't think yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think uh, Jim Ross is that quick or that far ahead as far as steps goes. But let me just say that it is slightly possible that Jim Ross was saying that so that Generico could say what he said, so that the WWE audience would understand. I think you're giving him oh, too much okay, credit for a guy that sounds confused yeah, well, about. I'm just saying. A tenth I'm just of saying. what's going on. Like he's gotten a yeah. lot better, but. There's there's times where he talks and I'm just like man. <laughs> now there is there are a couple occasions where I feel like he was doing that and Generico didn't pick up on it, 
Like when when Orange yes, Cassidy came I've out, I've noticed that too. Orange Cassidy comes. Who out, is Orange who is Cassidy? This, who is this guy? Yes, he's supposed to. Explain. He wants you to tell yeah. them. Yes, yeah. we all know. Generico knows who he is. You know more about him than anybody else at the commentary desk. You are saying that the fans love him. Jim Ross is telling you basically tell them why the fans love him. Right. Tell them, and he just completely doesn't say anything. Yeah. So Jim Ross is very hit or miss oh, for me right now. He 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 irritated the shit out of me with his uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry thing. Um, yeah, he does that all the time, and I think he's trying to help Jungle Bi- Jungle Boy. Uh, okay, so I think he's doing it on purpose, not not to say that Jungle Boy is a stupid name, but to make it more of a nickname so that his character could evolve whenever he wants it to evolve. Well, so no, whenever so he, he needs to drop the Jungle Boy. No, he talked about this on. Um, on Conrad's podcast, or he talked about this with Conrad on the Grilling with JR podcast. So, which episode? Because I actually listened to that. Podcast. It was a really recent. It was really recent. It was like two. It wasn't days a ago. Taboo Tuesday, was it? I don't remember, but it was a really recent one. So, okay. He, apparently, a bunch of people on Twitter were hitting him up saying, "Hey, like that's the he just he's it's just Jungle Boy. Like, it's not Jungle Boy Jack Perry. It's just Jungle Boy or Jungle Boy Jack. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So Jack." has said repeatedly like oh yeah i don't want to use a Perry he doesn't want to use his dad's name yeah yeah not trying to get over my dad's fame anything like that so people were trying to tell jr like look like his name is just jungle boy and jr like goes on this long fucking rant talking about well it's just like when i used to call uh stone cold the texas rattlesnake it's just a nickname and then you use his real name i was like no man that's that's the whole fucking gimmick name is jungle boy it's like if you went out there and said Scorpio Sky, Shyler Andrew, Andrews, or whatever the fuck his real name is. So it's yeah. like, it's, no, it's not the same. And he's already said he doesn't want to be called that. So just fucking quit. Like, just because you've been doing this for decades doesn't mean you're always right. Like, shut the fuck up. Listen to what people are telling you. Uh, here's, here's, well, I wouldn't have added the parry. Like, if you're going to do it, you could, you, you could just stop at Jungle Boy Jack because it still works with the current gimmick. Having one name, Jack. Yeah, and, and it actually goes. It actually, but it actually goes with the Jungle Boy. Like it, it goes together. It's like the, it's like the Stan Lee thing. I, the Peter. Well, Parker. I'm not saying it doesn't sound good. I'm just saying that he's already said. I just no, no, want no, to be no, I'm, Jungle I'm Boy. Saying, That's it. Yeah, I get that. But I, I'm saying that Jungle Boy Jack would have been suffice enough to just stop. Yeah. It would leave enough mystery. It would leave enough mystery to whatever his next gimmick would be in the future, in the distant future. Because the Jurassic Express looks like it's going to be around for at least a year or two. Because right. um, they're fucking super over. Um, and it goes with this current gimmick where it's Jungle Boy. And then Jack is a fucking name that would go with that. Like, he's not calling Jungle Boy Chris. You know, like Jungle Boy Tim. He has a cool name that actually really goes with the Jungle Boy gimmick already. So, I just don't want him to say Perry. Like, he's made that very clear that he does not want to make... Well, I mean, obviously, a lot of fans don't even know that's his fucking dad. Right? Well, that's the point. It's two completely different. It's two completely different. I get that, but it's two completely different um, avenues of um, stardom. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you got an actor and you got a wrestler. Well, not that so different. unless somebody looks up Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy, when they look it up though, then that's when they would know, and then they'd they'd be like, oh, that's why he got his break, and he doesn't want that, and I get that. But Jungle Boy Jack, I believe, would be perfectly fine. Well, the other, um, the other if he was okay with it, if he's okay with it, yeah. well, I, I got Jim Ross needs to go to the back. Yeah, like and what Jungle other Boy, wrestler would you just be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you're, I'm gonna call you what I want. Gonna use yeah. It, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna use your first name. Well, get the fuck out of here. Like you're not, you understand, Jim Ross, that you're not on the creative team. 
Yeah, like you can't like, just make up your own scenarios in your head because you think it sounds good. And yeah, it does sound good. But if he doesn't want to be called that, then he doesn't. You don't need to be calling him that. It's fucking um, Roman Reigns Joe. What? Yeah, that's like, what it sounds like to me. Is Roman Reigns Joe? Just get the fuck out of here. That's not his name. Um, but like, if he goes to the back and talks to Jungle Boy, like, what? What do? You, what can I say? What can I not say? What do you prefer me to say? Or because I obviously, if it was somebody that. Um, knows that they wouldn't get any repercussions because they're already fucking established. Right. They would already gone up to Jim Ross and been like, "Hey, please stop calling me that because that's not my that's not what I'm going by." But Jungle Boy is so fucking green and new and fresh and whatever, and yeah. who knows if he could get another job anywhere else besides AEW? Oh, dude, he, that, nobody on earth would fire Jungle Boy for going to Jim Ross and being like, hey, like that's not I'm my saying, fucking name. But I'm saying his own personal probably feelings about it is like, I don't want to step on this dude's toes because it's fucking Jim Ross. Well, the other stupid you know thing that Jim Ross By said way, about it, he was like, he said, um, he said, well, it's also setting him up for the future because how long can you really go by Jungle Boy? Like, what about when he's like 40? And I, the whole time I'm just sitting there like, yeah, fucking heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels really went to heartbreak man when he turned fucking, shut the fuck up. That's yeah. not how wrestling giving names work. Yeah. Um. Like, you, what do you think the young bucks are going to be called in like yeah. two, two or more, two or three more years when they're in their the mature 30s? bucks? Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the slightly older bucks. The young adult, bucks. young adult bucks instead of young yeah. bucks. Um, Adolescent yeah. bucks. <laughs> um, yeah. So I get that. Um, so yeah, I totally get that point. Obviously, heartbreak kid is the one thing you go to are or fucking X-Pac who they all still call kid. They all yeah. still call him kid. Everybody in the NWO, Nash and Hall still call him kid. Shawn Michaels and Triple H in documentaries and shit about DX NWO call him kid. Oh, now how about this one? Nature boy. Yeah. Uh, nature fucking senior? Cuz they don't nature call him boy, that. Nature boy and all the nature boy fucking uh, references. They were all dudes, males, grown adult males when they used the gimmick at first. Yep. Nature Boy oh. Buddy Rogers was already old as fuck when he was using the name. Yep. Nature Boy Buddy Landell was already old when he was using the name. Ric Flair was already old when he was using the name. Fuck, everybody thought in 1992, 1993, Ric Flair was past his prime and the motherfucker wrestled till 2004, 2005. Jim Ross has this weird, like, he is, uh, I don't know where he gets it from, but he's like, well, I've been doing this so long that, like, I, I know better than anyone trying to tell me shit. Like, he got so mad when people were calling him out for not knowing shit about the NJPW wrestlers and, like, just sounding completely lost on commentary and stuff. And, and he took it real fucking personal that time. And he's just, he's doing the same. It, it, make, it turns me off of him, really, because, like, yeah, he's a good commentator and everything, but he's, he's got a weird fucking ego about it. Like yeah. he can't be wrong, just because he's been. Oh, I, I, I called, <laughs> I called fucking mankind and Undertaker in nineteen ninety eight. Can't tell me how to say Jungle Boy. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. That's not how that works. So you still got, um, you know, here's the crazy part about all of it is, they still got two good announcers, and people shit on Taz, but I actually think he is a good commentator. I just yeah. don't like the fact that he always goes to. Well, when he first started, especially on SmackDown, which I guess makes sense because you are fresh coming off your own career. But in Impact, he would always reference himself. Yeah, he's a, he's very much a for himself, and it makes yes. it hard to listen to. 
And um, and I don't mind that because Taz is badass. He was badass. Yeah. He's not somebody you want to fucking cross because he will punch the shit out of you. Like he knows, he knows how to fucking fight. Like for real, legit fight. He has no problem coming at you. He will intimidate the shit out of you. Now I do believe he's one of those guys like Danzig, where all you gotta do is fucking punch him one time and nobody's scared of you no more. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so I, 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 he has that aura about him that he's he's not gonna take no shit from nobody. But yes, he is definitely a mark for himself. And I don't oh, even really just, mind him. He's short. I, I don't mind him. And always has a mean face on. That's the only. Yeah, like, well, he's got no fucking background in MMA or anything. I don't know why people. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But he. I, I still respect the shit out of Taz. I always go back, and when I watch old ECW, which I do from time to time, if it's not a Sabu or RVD match, it's a fucking Taz match. I mean, Taz was badass. He was the Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman made, made him. It was fucking sweet. He was so badass and he just was, listening and to he, his obviously, podcast though i don't i don't think i would want him on i don't listen to his podcast i don't watch yeah. i don't listen to his podcast i've listened to it a couple and, times and it's he's still the same he's still just a mark for himself and the whole shit with uh uh god damn it uh fucking i don't know why his name is missing the guy that always fights keith lee the guy that just fought fucking dominic, uh, dominic. The whole shit with Dominic and, and wanting to use his finisher or whatever and it's not yeah like yeah i did i do know about that Fucking stupid. I do know about that, and I do understand why he would actually say no to him, by the way. Like, I'm kind of on Taz's side in that. It's not the fact that, um, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's, I don't think it's a good move for him to be using, first of all. He's a big dude. Why are you using a submission? Uh, maybe to further his career or uh, make it longer because now you're not taking another extra bump. I get that, but just trying to figure out him using that fucking move is just like, nah, I, I'm not seeing it. If fucking Samoa Joe asked and Taz said no, I'd be like, well, fuck you, Taz. Samoa Joe, use that fucking move. Well, that's still not even Taz's call. Like, asking for permission in the first place is nice to do, Yeah. but if they say no, I'm still going to do it. I, I did my due diligence in, in being polite and asking you. Okay, but okay, let me throw this out. It? Let me throw this out. Private Party asked Jericho if they could use the fucking spinning back elbow, and he said no. There's a reason for that. Jericho's still trying to actively get that over, I and he's still an active was. wrestler. Taz is not. Maybe Taz, maybe Taz wants somebody else to ask him. Maybe he didn't oh, want yes. Dominic to ask him. I mean, I don't, I don't care if Dominic uses it or not, honestly, but if I asked Taz if I could use something and he politely says no, it's not like he was an asshole about it. He, he still politely said no. no. I don't think asshole. he was. The motherfucker I don't think started bitching on Twitter talking about, oh, somebody needs to ask me permission. Like, get the fuck out of here. Taz, well, he did not... ask permission, though. Yeah, so, and then he was like, oh, well, you should have come to me privately and, like, whatever. Like, dude. Oh, yeah, because just... Dominic put it on Twitter. He asked yeah. me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you really think that's why Taz denied it, though, because he asked him on Twitter? No, because, I mean, oh, is Taz, Taz, gonna... is Taz gearing up for a fucking comeback and he's going to use that move and doesn't want somebody to hurt well, it. It doesn't matter if he was. I mean, multiple people can use the same move. I've seen fucking eight people use the sharpshooter and nobody can fucking make anybody tap out with it. So people probably should stop using that because they're making fucking Sting and Bret Hart look fucking stupid. But uh, you got fucking did, did Kevin Owens ask Austin if he could use the stunner? 
Probably, I mean, but he's no, no, no. So I'm saying no. I'm I'm using that in your favor. If he asks Austin out of all fucking people's moves, if you ask Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he says yeah, then Taz, you ain't got no fucking issue. You should have zero issue with anybody using your move, and you should be fucking feel fucking grateful that anybody remembers belated. Shit. Yeah, grateful, belated that anybody would even come to you to ask you to use a move. It's kind of like what Bubba Ray always says on. I don't know if he always says it on Busted Open, but I've definitely heard him say it before. Definitely on uh, on Twitter. You got the people like Sasha Banks who don't like people coming up to her and asking her for autographs, especially like air at airports and stuff. And as at some degree, I understand that. However, Bubba Ray put it the best way that you can fucking don't fucking bitch or worry about when people come up to you at the airport, worry about when they stop coming up to you because that's when your fucking career is done. So you better fucking enjoy it now why people actually give a fuck about you to come up to you and take pictures and get autographs and stuff. I don't give a fuck how tired you are. And that's another reason why a lot of people are gravitating towards AEW because you see how the Young Bucks interact with their fans when they're at these conventions and shit because they said they got it from Roddy Piper when they were at a convention with him and they saw how much time he spent with each individual person in line. Didn't matter how long it took. He literally asked them how they were doing, how their day was, how their family was, shit like that. And listened to everybody's stories and took everybody's gifts that they made them and stuff. And that really opened up their eyes. And that's how now they treat everybody. And that's how they built their fan base. So now where they're fucking selling their shit in Hot Topic across from WWE and outselling WWE and all these places. Like, it's all I mean, because of that. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm, more, I'm more with Sasha Banks. I don't even so, like when the fucking waiter comes up and asks me too many times if my food is okay. Like, so <laughs> coming up to me in an airport you're telling okay let, let's let's <laughs> let's put yourself let's put yourself in slash bubble ray slash sasha shoes you're a mm. fucking professional wrestler you're telling me that you'd be more on the sasha side than you would the young buck side at an airport fuck yeah how many airports do you go to man that's just exhausting kenny omega i just saw kenny omega post fucking like three or four pictures with people that that's, he took pictures or pictures with kenny in omega. the airport huh that was real good for kenny omega i wouldn't do that i, I i'm Nah, just just because it takes two seconds. It takes two seconds. Just because I'm famous doesn't mean you can come up to me and start fucking asking me for shit and trying to have a con- like. No, nah, I've always been more on on their side, on the people's side. They're like, yeah, just try not to bother me so much in public. Because uh, I don't know. Just that. because I'm a public I, I would, figure I doesn't be, mean like, I would definitely come, be on the Young Bucks side. I would be on the Young yeah. Bucks Roddy Piper side on that. I think for sure. Actually, I know for a fact I would be. I'd be on the oh. Bailey side. Like Bailey is completely opposite from Sasha Banks. I don't know how the fuck they're best friends outside of the fucking thing, by the way. I have no idea how that how that works. I guess opposites attract or whatever, but but I would definitely be on the whole Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Bubba Ray side of this, Roddy Piper, people like that instead of uh shying people away or whatever. Um now maybe later on in life who knows? You know, like if I'm Edge and Beth Phoenix and I'm out to dinner with my child or children or whatever, and I'm at a restaurant or something, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm having a bad day or something. I don't want, I don't know. Maybe I might turn them away after my career is already over type deal. But as an active person, when you're trying to build up what the fuck you're trying to build up, like, I mean, Sasha Banks isn't fucking end all be all of WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like, who are you to right. fucking so turn people on. away? No, that's no, exactly that's when why, you need to. That's yeah. when you need to build people. That's when you need to build your fan base. Oh, 
and that's the that's the company's job to build up her fan base. It's not her job to go out making fucking campaign okay. stops. All right. Well, how about this? It's not her job to build up her own fan base. What happens when WWE drops her? How's she gonna get anywhere else if she don't have the fan base? She doesn't need it. No, she, so that's bullshit too. Because she doesn't need an, an active, like rabid fan base trying to get her hired. Some company will be like, "Look, like, are you talented? Can we do something with you?" Well, they better be able to do something with her then because not every situation is going to be like a Matt Hardy situation where he goes to Ring Honor and gets fucking booed out of the building every fucking night because he's a WWE guy. And then he completely fucking reinvents himself and then has everybody cheer him. That doesn't happen with everybody. That's a fucking uh, super rare occasion. So think Sasha would have to go to Ring of Honor? I'm just saying. I don't, I don't give a shit where she goes. I'm just saying. Wherever she goes. Well, Ring of Honor was the AEW when Matt Hardy did it. So... Yeah. The, the landscape that was the only that was the that was the only in this specific scenario. Obviously, she would get picked up by AEW because they need I mean, it for the I, women's division. Uh, uh, AEW's women's division is not good. I will give you that. So, I think they have. I think they have the pieces there. They're just not utilizing them correctly. You know we what? Keep seeing the same chicks every fucking week. More more corner bullshit. This motherfucker had the nerve to say that Riho was green, but Britt Baker looked looked good. Oh my god! Like, you oh, by blind, the way, senile okay. fuck. Okay, so here's the deal. I I will get into that match later because I do believe it actually made my top five this week. If it didn't, I think it was six. I gotta look at my notes. But the beginning of that match was so fucking bad, so bad. Like Baker, the first third of it. She's she's so. But it actually did get good. Yeah, but the did. end of that, like the last two thirds of the match, was actually really good, and the last third of the match was really fucking good. So they saved it. I'll give them credit for that. They saved it, and it was live TV. And, of course, there's a language barrier. Let's not forget that. Britt Baker is green. She's only been wrestling, what, four years or some shit? Two, I think. Two years? It's, four years. Is, Darby Allen is four years. Darby Allen is four years. Yeah, yes, two, two I think years two, two and a half, something like that. But, yeah, yeah like, okay. she's so – she's okay, so there's there's two problems I have with her. And I I like her in general. I think that she's eventually going to be, you know, one of their, their top – Women wrestlers give her another couple years or whatever. Stratus type deal where she started out terrible, but she ends up being better, and then everybody, yeah, yeah. hopefully, ideally. But here's the thing with that: like a lot of people see it also backfired on Trish because Trish would come back right and do these little things like the like the match with Stucky versus John Morrison and fucking Melina or whatever the fuck was going on, and then like the Royal Rumble, and then the match with Charlotte. And people realize, hey, maybe Trish Stratus wasn't really that good. She was just really good compared to what the fuck she was before. But compared to right now, like even if you go back to watch the Trish Stratus and Lita matches, they're not that good. Yeah, no. Well, okay. So that's two different conversations. Back then, yeah. women's wrestling was fucking. But what I'm saying good. is, do you think Britt Baker? Do you think Britt Baker turns into that where she she starts out terrible? She's awful on the mic in my opinion we already disagree on that because we had that conversation but i think she was terrible on commentary she fucking is not the greatest wrestler but she's not bad i won't be for fucking two years if that's really what it is two two and a half years that's not fucking bad you're on live tv against a japanese fucking woman who can't fucking speak english very well if at all and you still manage to save the match like you did that's pretty fucking good well, a couple things. Uh, the Britt Baker commentary thing, I never said she was great on commentary. I just said that I'm as far as she's guest... not, she was awful. I think she was awful. Okay. As far as guest commentator spots go, when are those ever good? Uh, yeah, outside that's true. of CM Punk. And... CM Punk and uh, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, he's perfect yeah. everything. So 
yeah. yeah so uh, to me i don't have a high expectation for those wrestler on commentary spots anyway um and i didn't feel like she took away from anything that was going on as much as it was just kind of like oh she's just there every time she talked i was like oh yeah that's right she's still there but i wasn't like oh wow you're so fucking terrible please well, it doesn't help it doesn't help that you're going from a three-man team to a fucking four-man team i mean when is she really going right. to get a chance to talk anyway but right god damn like but, fucking no, what I, she I, did or i, wasn't I feel like there was one time where they asked her a question and she did, didn't even realize that she was even at the commentary um, booth like, she was focused on the action sir uh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but like yeah i'm just so i'm just watching it i'm just watching i'm just out here to watch it even though i have a headset on no, I'm just out here to watch it. What the fuck? So the thing about Brit, as far as her in-ring stuff, there's there's two things that really strike me as re- needing improvement. And her her facials and her reactions and stuff are just not on point for the character that she's playing. I feel like she would be a much better heel because her, her facial reactions are so stoic sometimes. And, like, um, they're not, like, her, her selling is... Her selling is weirdly... Um, it's hard to explain, but she sells like a heel, and she her her facial reactions are like a heel. But then they they don't really have a, a character direction for her right now, or yeah. really anyone in the women's division except for Nyla Rose and uh, and Riho. You know Riho, who's obviously one hundred percent super face. So yeah, that's one thing. And then the other thing is she's just out of position a lot. Um, there's so many times where it was it was pretty clear to me watching it what Riho was about to set up or trying to do, and then Britt would be two feet away. Um, yeah. But that's just one of those. Like, she's only been doing it for a couple of years, and I'm totally fine looking over that. But what's by the way, are, I got to get your opinion on this before I forget to ask you: Are are we giving a pass to Britt Baker and her racist wrong tag at Fight for the Fallen that I was at, by the way, um, because she had the concussion? Or have we confirmed that she had the concussion prior to that tag? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like she tagged the wrong person. No, she went to go tag the other Japanese woman who she thought was on her team. Is that racist? I thought it was pretty racist, yes. Everybody, I mean, we all thought it was hilarious at the time. I'm pretty sure she was. It was fucking hilarious. But then we find out later that she had a concussion, but we don't know when that concussion took place. Um, I I feel like she's kind of got a... I I mean, nobody's really talking about it, but I just, I I wanted your take on it because it was fucking hilarious at the time. Like, holy shit, you went to the wrong corner. Oh, wait a minute. You both have little Japanese girls as your fucking partners. You racist bitch. I'm pretty sure that was more just <laughs> losing her sense of direction in the ring. Yeah, well, she and... gets she has that a lot. She has that happen a lot. That's the problem. She's new. That's the problem. It... That you shouldn't be putting her in the fucking champ- in a championship match then. But it's television. But then again, it's a television yeah, championship I, match. I, yeah, okay, but it's only your third episode. And it's you're not like they to... built up a whole fucking program and now she's wrestling at the pay-per-view in this huge... My like... point, that's my point. My point is, you're, you want established stars, right? To have you, like, you just said you'd rather SEU win the tournament because they're already established, right? And you like the fact that Jericho won because he was already established. So why are we throwing a fucking green girl in a fucking uh, championship because match Because she's on not TV? winning the match. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It, that's that's the whole point of having the squash matches in NXT, in it. But you you would consider that a squash match, though. I wouldn't consider it a squash match, but the whole point is that you're building people up. So yeah, you build up Britt Baker by having her in, in a match that she loses and doesn't lose in like a terrible way. She just loses. Same with Darby Allen. 
Darby Allen's only been wrestling for four years and people fucking love Darby Allen right now because he's had two matches where people have been like, yeah, okay, I, I can get behind this dude. It's the same concept. It's, he's not winning. Okay, well, it's not because of his matches. I mean, that helps because he has been really good in those matches, especially, you know, the spots where in Jericho's match where he had his hands tied behind his back. That fucking probably even helped even more because he did fucking awesome, right? But I think it's also due to the fact that the AEW audience is very aware of what's going on in AEW. So they're watching Being the Elite. They're watching Road 2, and they had that thing on Darby Allen. okay? The, the, the character <clears throat> development segments where they talked about Darby Allen's background and all that shit, and I think that helped get him over to the point where everybody's like, okay, this guy's cool. I'm going to go for this guy. Then they see him wrestling. They're like, oh, I'm fucking definitely going for this guy. You get what I'm I mean, saying? I'm sure, I'm sure it helped a little bit, but I I watched those same segments and I didn't get Darby Allen until I saw the matches. So I, I mean, cared more. I cared more about Darby Allen after I saw the Road Two. Yeah, episode. I, just, I, no, I didn't so much. I don't. The whole like oh, I'm a traumatized skateboarder kid. I'm like, all right, cool. Like that's cool, but that doesn't mean I'm going to cheer for you. Um, it wasn't until I saw his in ring work that I really gave a shit about him. So. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure silly. some people are like, as far you know. as casual, as far as, well, I'm not, a, I wouldn't say I'm a casual, obviously. Yeah, I'm you're so casual. Super diehard. I'm super fucking diehard. But for the casual fan, I think those character development things outside, yeah, yeah, I mean, if they take the time to watch those things, especially the WWE marks who are fucking shitting all over AEW about every little thing, even though they were just shitting on WWE about, oh, there's not enough in ring action. For a three-hour show, and then you watch a two-hour show, and they have fucking more in-ring action than they do on a three-hour show, right? And then you're shitting on it because, oh, there's not enough character development. Like, what the fuck? Okay, our character development is on our YouTube channel, which everyone can access for free. Well, You're just not taking the time to watch a fucking 15-minute video where I can build up three different people and have more story in this 15-minute video with three different people than you can in a whole fucking five-hour simultaneous broadcast between Raw and SmackDown per week. Their social media stuff does have a... Their their social media stuff has a consolidation problem, though. They've got too much shit and too much different... Like, too many different places. So you've got... The being the elite stuff, you've got the Road 2 stuff, you've got the... Well, the Road uh, 2 stuff is now... The AEW official channel. Yeah, well, the AEW on TNT channel... Yeah. Has has absorbed the road too, so the road two will okay. now broadcast on that is what it is. Like Cody Rhodes had his own channel, and that's where the road two stuff was going because he was the one that was the creator of it, right. and it was separate from being the elite. But now the AEW on TNT has absorbed the road two stuff, and Cody Rhodes still has his channel, but it's more for like the Brandy Rhodes, uh, cooking with brandy show and all this other bullshit that they do on their own stuff that has nothing to do with aew i guess technically so they have consolidated a little bit but i feel like they need to post that stuff like when a new episode comes out don't just leave it to youtube go post it on your twitter go post it everywhere like and i do feel like they do a good job of that because everybody in fucking aew everybody's twitter i swear to god when aew on tnt tweets something they yeah, all retweet, retweet it. it with their yeah. own comments on it. Like I see it like twenty times down my fucking timeline from different wrestlers, which is awesome. So they're they're doing their their best. All right, we got to move on, man. Because Jesus Christ, we haven't even got to. Okay, also, okay. Now listen to this. You're gonna bust out. You're gonna bust out laughing. Also, next week <laughs> <laughs> on fucking NXT, 
They've announced Roderick Strong will defend his North American Championship against Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee in a triple threat match because he went in and was a fucking dumbass and hit both of them with a title thinking, now I'm now I'm going to be off next week. <laughs> fucking yeah. stupid. Stupid. We've seen this a million times. I don't know why they would think that would be a good character move for Roderick Strong, who was supposed to be a part of this super smart faction that, oh, we got all the titles. And well, he's not keep the, the smart one. He's the strong, strong one. one. <laughs> yeah, he's the strong one. And he also was the last one to get his title after many, many attempts. So right. whatever. But um, So they're fighting in a triple threat, which is just another way for me to say, Roderick Strong will still be your champion after next week. Yep. Um, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley will battle each other. And Finn Balor will be in action for the first time since returning to the black and yellow brand. So Ripley's one hundred percent gonna win that. I hope so too. And I don't mind Bianca Belair. I think actually think she's really good. Um, yeah, I don't either. It's just the I like I like the hair is... I like the hair gimmick. I like her on the mic. I actually like her wrestling ability is really good. Um, but Rhea Ripley is whole nother level at the moment. Ripley's who they need to be building the next four years of the women's division around. Why do they take Ripley off of NXT UK when NXT UK's women division is not that strong? Um, because they needed better. They they had to have something. Okay, so they wanted something fresh in the division because fucking Shayna Baszler's beaten everybody three times. That and Io Shirai and stuff. Like, how how many times are you really gonna have her push up for it and then lose it? Um, Well, Io, Io Shirai in her defense, I mean the character changes really worked for her. I feel like people are behind her more now as a heel than they were before as a face. Well, I mean, she, she's not, she's what three time Joshi, uh, Joshi of the year over in Japan. Um, oh, like, she's a beast. She's, I'll give you that. For she's sure. fucking, she's crazy. They should have, they should have let her take the title and move Shayna up or done let her take the title. Ryan. I was the one pushing for her to come up with fucking Oscar instead of Kyrie Sane. When they yeah, made the tag I mean, team for Kabuki warriors, they would have made way more sense for, uh, Yo, Shirai to be with fucking Asuka than fucking Kairi Sane. Kairi Sane's super babyface, and now you're trying to turn her heel? Oh, I love her as a heel, though. That that Kyrie? walk across the ring and fucking eye poke thing she did, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that died. was hilarious. Oh, no, 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 that was... No, everybody loved that. That's funny, but other than Dude, that, she's not really cute, a heel. She's still smiling like a heel, jackass. Yeah, cutesy heel shit, though, it's fucking great. I love it. But, but I'd rather fucking... Oh, my God, Yo, Shirai and... Oscar and then like Oscar could have had the fucking um like the Finn Balor transmission back to Kana when she was in fucking um Shine I think it was Shine when she had the heel yeah. gimmick and she had the face paint in the in the mist and all that other shit like well, have her I don't know it at the Kabuki Warrior tag team would have been better with Shirai and Oscar in my opinion only I feel like course. Both scenarios are a waste of both Asuka's and Yoshirai's talent anyway. So I agree, the- but but if you if let's say let's just say, and I totally agree with that point, but let's just say that they actually was gonna let somebody hold these fucking tag titles and do something with these tag titles hmm. against actual tag teams. Give them then back to I the think Iconics. that tag team. Well, I'm, but the Iconics is an actual fucking team though. Like yeah. I don't care if they fight yeah. the Iconics. That's fine with me. But no, fucking I'm- I'm just saying that they didn't need them in that division. It, it, it's like they were lost with what to do with Asuka, and then they were breaking Which is insane, by the way. How can you be uh, yeah, lost it's... with what to do with Asuka? Uh, how could know. that be? How can that? She's undefeated. The, her entire NXT existence, she comes up, she wins the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. 
she goes to fucking WrestleMania and you have her lose you the fucking make, match. Gotta make Charlotte look strong, bro. Shinsuke and Asuka <laughs> both win the fucking Royal Rumbles. And Vince is like, you know speak English and you both lose. Yeah, because you it's don't speak terrible. English. I mean, he's, he's literally telling Andrade, we'll push you when you learn English. Are you fucking oh, kidding me? It gets worse than that. Luke Harper knows fucking English, but because he can't do a Southern accent, <laughs> Vince doesn't like him. Shit's ridiculous. That doesn't, shit doesn't make any sense. He, he's got to get the fuck out of there. I mean, it, Luke, no, 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 Luke Harper could do a Southern accent, but Luke Harper is, is not going to do a Southern accent. Luke, fuck Luke you, Vince. so fucking good, and he's just... Uh, yeah. yeah. And Harper, do you Oscar. think, do you think, and <laughs> this is obviously sidetracking for the hundredth time already, do you think yeah. Vince pushed Eric Rowan and then brought Luke Harper back to help Eric Rowan be pushed just to rub it in Luke Harper's face? Dude, like, I feel point, like that is the honestly, whole reason why Eric probably. Rowan was fucking pushed is to <laughs> piss off Luke Harper even more. <laughs> like, oh, you yeah. see what you would have happened if you would have fucking talked with a southern twang, you son of a bitch? You'd yeah. be fucking pushed against Roman. You want to ask for your release. Like, come on, man. Just get the No, we're going to add in fucking six more months, and you're going to learn some motherfucking southern accents. Oh, my God, like, dude. Really, it's dude? so stupid. It doesn't matter. He's going to AEW. I promise you he's going <sighs> to AEW. I really AEW. So, Cody Rhodes has already said multiple times that he's looking for guys that are bigger in stature so that he can have different style matches. And I think that's one of the reasons that they brought in Jack, uh, Jake Hager is because he's such a fucking huge dude compared to everybody else that they have. That's why I think Cesaro would be fucking well, awesome in AEW. By the I way, I mean, kind of. He's what six seven. But compared to them, he's huge. Well, yeah. Did you see him in the inner circle? He was Ambrose fucking is, huge. Yeah. Well, he's standing beside fucking Sammy Guevara and two uh, Latino dudes. Like, they're all short. I understand that. And Jericho, obviously, was notoriously a small guy that made it right. big. But, but, but that's when you point. put him in there next to Moxley, Moxley's 6'4". Like, a legit 6'4". But he's not going in there against Moxley anytime soon. I'm just saying. So everybody like, that they're putting they him against, nice. it's gonna, he's going to look like a beast. Yeah. At I mean, least for the foreseeable future. They do have some bigger guys there, though. Moxley's big. Yeah, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is big. Um, I, you know, I well, really guess what those guys have in common, Ryan? They're uh, former they have... WWE guys. Well, I mean, yeah. Cody Rhodes, I... former WWE guy. Dustin Rhodes, you... former WWE guy. All your big guys that wouldn't look small compared to Jake Hager are all WWE guys. He's a fucking WWE guy too. I guess the only one you got left is Kenny Omega. Yeah, and he's not. He's not. And he's shorter than Moxley. Yeah. Not by much. Kenny Omega's not, not by much, but he's, I mean, it's noticeable, though, because when they were yeah. face off, it, it was like, like, holy yeah. shit, Mo- uh, Mo- Omega is actually smaller than Moxley. It's weird. I thought they were actually closer than that. All right. Well, so, Paige, Paige is pretty tall. Um, I'm pretty sure Paige is around. You think so? I don't think so. I think Paige I mean, is around the same height as Kenny Omega. He's not, yeah, but he's not like fucking 5'9. No, 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 for sure not. Oh, yeah. He's not Marco Stunt. No. Well, no, that's five two. Yeah, well, he's not Marco Stunt, but <laughs> fucking Marco um, Stunt. kudos on Jericho going off on the fans. By the way, about Marco Stunt, that was good. Shit. Uh, kudos um, on fucking Marco Stunt for making that match. Like that, yeah, because it could have been. I mean, because it went from something that no one, everybody was like, "Fuck this," we wanted to see Luchasaurus. So right. like, holy shit, they almost fucking won the match. Marco Stunt's fucking awesome. His spots the, are really good. I hate the floss thing, but other than that, he's yeah. actually really good. The lawn dart into the into the tornado DDT. 
was yeah, when was I was cool. like, okay, I, I'll watch this match. I, I'm totally yeah. on board. Um, I do like that move that him and uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry do together. Um, <laughs> Where he fucking flips him up and he does the leg drop at the same time as Marco Stunt does the splash or whatever. That's yeah. fucking badass. I love that move. That's got to be hard to do at the same time. That's pretty cool. The, um, my first exposure to Marco Stunt was when he was doing the thing with Brian Alvarez out in whatever Western-ass Washington promotion they were having their little program in. Um, and at the time, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's, it's fucking Spike Dudley, but without his shins. You know, he has a, you know he has a little brother that wrestles as well that's just as small as he is, Logan. No, nah, I didn't know. But, yeah, um, Logan's done. So if he ever gets good enough, that could be a new tag team for AEW right there. It'd be like the new Spike Dudley and fucking Taz in WWE when they won the tag titles. And they were man, super I small. Just, I, I came into that as soon as I came out. I didn't know Luchasaurus was injured, and I was like, "Yeah, why the fuck would you send Marcus out of this match? There's no way they picked him. Like, SCU had their whole logical reasons for picking people. There's no way that they sat down and had a conversation. We're like, yeah, well, let's yeah. put fucking Marcus in there. But no, man, I came away from that match like, okay, like, A, they, they did a really good job with the storytelling and making it and have some sort of emotional backbone to, to what was going on. The right people whenever. I do think... I think that they could have ended it uh, a few spots earlier. Like, there was one really big power move that they did on Marco Stone. I was like, all right, that's got to be it. And then they, he kicked out of it. And I was just like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. But, like, overall, that, He's getting that shot match... the fuck out of, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I saw him with uh, Sammy Guevara posted a picture on Instagram or some shit with, his, with yeah. uh, Marco's chest afterward. Yeah. Fucking, insane. fucking hamburger meat, man. Him up. Phoenix yeah. and Pentagon, they chop like a motherfucker. I'll give them that. It's crazy. Yeah. They're no, they're no Will Osprey, but they chopped the shit out of those motherfuckers. Their whole that that little promo they did too. We don't want to fight a ninos. <laughs> 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 fucking dying. Um, but yeah, man, that 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 was a really well told match story, and uh, it went on a little bit longer than I think it should have given Marco Stunt. But I mean, as as over as the Lucha Brothers are and as competitive of matches, they just had the young sure, I thought it was a know, little too that, long, but... Did that match go on before or after the Britt Baker match? Because I feel like the Britt Baker match actually probably went longer than it was supposed to because they had so many fuck-ups at the beginning where they were just yes. standing around trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. I remember Britt Baker literally looking over at the referee early on in that match and, like, asking a legit question in the middle of the match. Like, what the fuck do we do now? Because I totally fucked up that spot. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot know. what spot I, it was, too, but she definitely fucked it up. Um, yeah, there, there were a few times. She so, did. so that one definitely went over at least a couple minutes more than it should have. So that's why I was wondering if it went on before or after. Um, I mean, they were still okay. the time a lot in the Lucha Brothers match anyway. Because if you were watching the picture in picture on uh, yeah. TNT or well, commercial yeah. breaks, so that's different though. Commercial breaks is different. You had to stall for time, right? But that. they could have worked finish. more toward a, fish, a finish during the commercial break to end it faster when they got back, and he wasn't doing yeah. that at all. Well, so. the only thing that the only thing so far that they that they'd done that I actually felt like, okay, I had to watch that was the Jericho beating the shit out of Cody right. Rhodes. In the the break. Every other commercial break is playing been... during it. Were... <laughs> so it like the ads that were playing during it were taking away from the severity of that moment a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Fucking uh, hemorrhoid cream ads and whatever the hell else they had going on. Um, I don't know if that's specifically what it was, but I remember there was some like weird medical ad that went on in the middle of it. And I was, I was like, yeah, this is not appropriate. Um, so yeah, so that match I like that match, and then um, the the tag match with uh, Omega Page and Moxley and Pac. 
Heck. Um, yeah, it was a good shit. Dude, Cornette's stupid ass again on this one. I hate to keep going back to him because it's so fucking annoying. But I'm just I'm blown away well, by next how, how next week next week or this week whatever coming up. Try uh you know to not listen to a show so we don't have to keep going back to him on my show. That'd be Dude. great. But no, what's fucking hilarious? I mean, he gives you material. I give you that. He gives you material to use on this show. But Jesus Christ, I mean, we all know he's not going to change. It's ridiculous. Like I'll listen to him as a commentator, but I'm trying to stay away from his. He show didn't from understand what was happening in the match, though. Like he didn't understand why Moxley hit Pat with the uh, with the DDT and left. He's like, I don't know okay. who's supposed to be heel and who's like. Oh it's God. not a it's not a hard fucking story to follow. First Moxley's of all, it wasn't it heel. wasn't heel versus it wasn't heel versus right. face anyway. It's these two guys are feuding with these two guys. Both of these right. guys are in the fucking elite. So these two guys got to be opposite because they're not in the elite. It's not, it's not, not complicated. Like it's not not only is that not complicated, but the whole like Pat cares about wins and losses. Moxley doesn't. Pat yes. interrupted the oh, showdown that so he was trying to have with the guy yes. that he was, and that's why he hit him, and that's why he left. The end. It's by the not way, a fucking, by the way. I thought that was fucking Punk. awesome, by the way. So you give Moxley basically the fucking what it what he was on the Indies before, the fucking indie Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't give a fuck about yeah. anybody, anyone, any outcome. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want when I want. What they're trying to do with Kevin Owens in WWE, but it's not getting over to the same effect. Well, when you're crying um, about a hundred thousand dollars and suing people, it doesn't really work. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, <laughs> um, but anyway, so so Pac. Takes the fucking uh, barbed wire. Was it bat? Yeah, it was a barbed wire. The one that chair, cut his hand? Bat. Yes. Oh yeah, because yeah. he grabbed that bitch way too him. high. Good. Yeah. yeah, he he's lucky he didn't fuck up like Ronda Rousey on the fucking on that stunt that she did where she slammed her hand in the fucking door because yeah. he cut the shit out of his fingers. But um, so he grabs it and tells Moxley, "What the fuck are you doing?" We're going to lose the fucking match. And if I lose the fucking match, then my record sucks because wins and losses matter in AEW. and But they don't matter to one fucking person. And his name is Moxley. And you just took the fucking weapon away that he was going to fuck up Kenny Omega with. So he drops Pac and fucking says, oh, you want you want an outcome? Here's your outcome. You just got a fucking loss anyway and bounces. Fuck Pac or Pac, there's, whatever. It was there's awesome. Something, uh, there's something about losing your, your first NJPW match to fucking Toro Yano, I guess, that, that breaks your uh, your obsession with wins and losses. <laughs> yeah, but in but but in but in NJPW in New Japan's defense, they do those losses like that all the time randomly, yeah. so that you'll never know who wins. They especially do it in the fucking uh, the G one, which I believe is when it happened, right? Yeah, it did. Okay, so so they always have a crazy ass upset. I've seen Okada losing the G one to some motherfuckers that you were like, what? What the fuck just happened? He just lost that match type deal. So. So that makes sense. Plus, New Japan probably wanted to test Moxley to see if he was going to have a bad attitude or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you're this guy who is a comedy wrestler is going to go over you over on you in the G1. Let's see how he reacts. Let's see if he tries to say, "Oh fuck that, that's not happening," or if, let's see if he is professional and goes along with it. So I don't can build really a relationship a with this guy. You don't have a choice in the G1. I mean, well, I'm saying, get him books that shit so far he, out. Well, if he was as serious about his fucking character or gimmick or anything like that as Pac is in real life because we all know what happened with Pac and Adam Page where I'm not losing to him. I'm not coming to your fucking pay-per-view no, type that's not deal. What that's not what happened. 
So he said with, he didn't want to lose cleanly because he was no, on an undefeated not, streak for two years. No, he wasn't booked to lose the he wasn't booked to lose to Page. He was going to go over Page. The problem was he was still Dragon Gate champion, and then after the Page match, they were going to work toward Omega versus Pack, and Pack was going to lose that match, and he couldn't do that while he was still Dragon Gate champion. That's all it was. He wasn't he wasn't even booked to lose to Page. But, all that shit you know, came out like a month later. Okay, but even though he still didn't lose cleanly, he still lost a page in the UK. When yeah, they had that no. match, he got DQ'd. Yeah, that's fine. But he wasn't he wasn't booked to lose the page in AEW. He was well, I'm to trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out this whole thing where now it only matters if you get if you get a loss if you get a loss cleanly. So I could just go out there and get DQ'd every night, but hey man, I'm undefeated for two years. You get well, what I'm saying? Like that, that doesn't was, make any sense also, to me. It was also way before AEW shit anyway, as far as like Pac being in a uh, still being considered part of that or whatever. Everybody By the way, speaking gone. of Dragon Gate, I think it was Dragon Gate. Didn't they just sign Ultimo Dragon? Ultimo <laughs> Dragon just signed Ultimo Dragon just signed somewhere. And I is, thought it was very is interesting. Ultimo Dragon still the goddamn WWF light heavyweight champ? <laughs> So I really if, whoa, whoa, whoa. If Rey Mysterio and Liger are still going, I don't know what the fuck to do why you would be laughing about Ultimo Dragon go, still going. No, no, I, that's, it, I'm not laughing about him still wrestling. I'm laughing about the fact you don't. So when they did that, um, when they did that J Crown shit and they had the, the eight championships, the reason that Ultimo yeah, Dragon nine. had eight belts, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, one of those belts was the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. And yeah. WWF had no fucking idea that A, it was part of that, that crown. Or B, like where it was, who had it, like who their champion was for it. They'd completely forgotten about it. So Ultimo Dragon would come out on WCW with his belts except for that one. Um, WWF eventually got word like, oh, yeah, they're using your fucking belt in like this eight title program. And Ultimo Dragon had it forever. And like um, they had to like write uh, NJPW or whoever the fuck it was at the time and ask for the belt back. They had completely lost track of it. That's why I was at. That's what's. Jesus That's what Christ. I was talking about. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Well, they didn't lose it at Outback Steakhouse or whatever. So that's yeah, that's true. Fucking, um, <laughs> fucking. Um, <laughs> huh. At least they had like he was he had it and was defending it and it was everywhere. Oh, that I mean that's free promotion on a fucking title you wasn't even using anyway. It wasn't like nobody was yeah. mentioning every fucking promotion that he had the titles with anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like every fucking right. match he was had, especially not on the U.S. broadcast. Um, who wasn't there? Only three people that held that. By the way, wasn't it only Liger, Sasuke, and Ultimo? Uh, the are you talking about the eight thing or the, the yeah the WF eight one? the eight? Yeah, I think so. Somebody beat him for all eight of them, and then they became the next lineal WWF light heavyweight champion because of that. And I, I think it might have been Sasuke. Um, I really don't. Yeah, that I, 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 that's you want to talk about names that people fuck up all the time. When you talk about Pack and Pac, I, I I have always said Sasuke. That's how it's fucking spelled. Well, that's because but it's just like Shinsuke. It's just like Shinsuke. <laughs> Shinsuke. I always wanted to say uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> but Shinsuke, but it's the same thing with uh, Sasuke. Fucking Sasuke. Yeah. I say great Sasuke all the time. I thought it would sound cool, but fucking, it's been fucking great Sa- Sasuke the whole time. And then I remember somebody was saying great Sasuke, and somebody tried to correct them. They're like, motherfucker, don't you think I would know the name? You think I'd ask them in the back? Right. I forgot who not, the fuck said that. Not only that, but it's, it's it might have been common. Jim Ross, by the way, when he was when uh, Sasuke was fighting in WWE. Maybe it was fucking but, hilarious though when somebody said that shit. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, where the fuck are we at now? Okay, so I'm going to take a break. When we get back, okay? Oh, by the way, let me go ahead and ask you this. So out of the two shows that we've mentioned their matches for next week with um, Moxley versus Pac and the Tag Team Championship Tournament semifinal pitting Lucha Brothers against Private Party and probably SCU versus Dark Order on the AEW side. And then on the NXT side, you have Roderick Strong in the triple threat match versus Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, which I believe they really need to change his name back to his Ring of Honor name because Jesus Christ. And then Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley and then Finn Balor probably against a nobody. Which show are you looking forward to more next week? Uh, And is it even close? Is it it even close? AEW, it's not close, but I do want to watch the Rhea Ripley match. Okay. Um, I actually do want to see – well, I don't – I honestly could skip. And I love Rhea Ripley because, like I told you, she she tweeted me back. So anybody that tweets me back or likes my tweet or whatever (laughs) – like, yeah. like, and this was this was when before uh, black metal Rhea Ripley. This was when she was in the first Mae Young Classic, and I she stood out to me big time. And she was doing the head banging and everything still, but she was had like the the normal gear on and shit and the longer blonde hair. But she just stood out to me, and she was actually a really good wrestler. And then they tell me how young she is or whatever. I'm like, what fucking really? That's pretty badass. So I. Forgot what I tweeted out, but she ended up like retweeting it or whatever. So I've always been a big fan of hers. Um, I I might I mean I gotta watch it anyway for the podcast, obviously. But I don't know how fast I'm gonna watch it. Am I gonna rush home and watch it? Because you know I watch AEW live every week before I go to work. That's the beauty about being in Central Time Zone is that I get to watch it and the whole show's over before I go to work instead of me having to go in the middle of the fucking show. So I do love that. Um. But am I rushing home to see Finn Balor beat up a nobody and Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley for, I guess, the number one contender to Shayna Baszler? Or whoever wins that has to fight Shirai, and then whoever wins that fights Shayna Baszler? And then a triple threat match where I pretty much already know the outcome is going to be Roderick Strong retaining. Um, I'm not really rushing home to see that. So AEW wins in a landslide as far as on paper. Now, do you think that the ratings will be closer Next week, because they seem like they're getting closer and closer because they both keep going down, but it's actually, I think, AEW is still pretty much destroying them um, with the return of Finn Balor, because that's the only thing on the show that would actually like close the gap. Do you think right. Finn Balor's return is going to help close the gap on the ratings for next week? Uh, depend. I mean, I think, I think people will tune in to see who he's against, and then if he's against some fucking jobber, then no. Yeah, everybody's going to switch back. All right. So on the other side of this break, I'm going to go over the newest departure from WWE. And we'll talk about that. And then I got a sweet little segment I'm going to do called Big Deal or Nah. I'm going to ask Ryan. There's going to be four topics that happened in wrestling this week. And I'm going to ask him if it was a big deal or not. And we'll discuss each one a little bit. And then, of course, later on in the show, to end it, we'll I'll do my top five matches of the week, and Ryan can jump in. I don't know if you have your own list, or you could just piggyback off of mine and rearrange them or add something in if you want. And uh, we'll do all that on the other side of this break. All right, we're back. You there? Yep. Cool deal. All right, we're going to go in to this bit of news here. All right, so 
the newest exit in WWE, Eric Bischoff. Oh, I thought we were going to talk Eric. about Alicia Fox. Oh no, fuck no. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Come on now. I can't get. I can't get any time on that. I can't. I mean, this is a podcast. I'm trying to run here. Okay. All right. So Eric Eric Bischoff replaced by Bruce Pritchard, already as uh, in his position of director of SmackDown. Eze is done with WWE altogether. A lot of people thought he might be in a different role or moved around or something. Not so. And so much for buying that house and moving his whole family to Connecticut from Wyoming. Um, apparently spent most of his <laughs> apparently spent most of his time in catering and was super hard to contact and no one knew if he what, what <laughs> if he was even doing anything. So uh, what do you think about this story here? Like people were trying to look for Eric Bischoff. Couldn't find him. When they did find him, he was in catering, enjoying the spread. And uh, no one really knew what the fuck he was actually doing. Maybe he wasn't doing anything. The man probably hasn't had a real meal in 15 years. Okay. Was he just... trying to get free? I mean, he was just basically <laughs> getting free money for, a, for like, what, two months? Was it even a month? Uh, it was, months? I, I, I think it was. 83 days. Um, yeah, no, yeah 83 days. <laughs> I don't know how long it was. Um, the thing, 83 I... weeks and 83 days, new podcast with Conrad Thompson. You you could tell from the initial reporting of Heyman's versus Bischoff's backstage role that Bischoff, when he started, he didn't even start. Like, everybody was talking about how Heyman was doing all this stuff backstage, and that's why this changed and that changed and whatever. And anytime you hear anything about SmackDown, it's like, oh, no, well, Bischoff was there, but he didn't do anything, or Bischoff was just observing or whatever. It was nope. it was really weird nice. to me that it just, it just seemed like the whole time he... Uh, they kind of explained it all... Oh, kind of explained it away though because bischoff wasn't familiar with the product at the time so they were trying to give him a few shows to understand the characters and what was going on and storylines and everything and people in general because they were all new talent whereas Heyman was there all the time right which makes so, sense i mean it extent, was a little different then why hire him if he's not up to date on the product um, yes i agree it's because a, they wanted them, because they, they were trying to get a big splash at the time. I think part Shake of it things up. Uh, I think part of it is just like they <laughs> such they, good shit. I think they knew from his his time in WCW that he um, had some familiarity with like TV deals and shit, and he, he used to do. Um, I, I know that he he after his time in WCW, he was working with a lot of TV executives and, and pitching shows, but this was all like reality show shit back then. Um, and then I, I assume that they hired him as sort of a fall guy too, in case things with Fox, when they first got on Fox, didn't go that well, which they haven't, um, the ratings aren't great and the show's kind of a shit show. Um, so in, in a way it, it kind of makes sense, but like, I think, I think Pritchard and Vince all along probably knew that it wasn't going to work out and they just had him there as sort of a stand-in to be like okay like we're gonna we're gonna have you facilitate an interface with all the tv shit uh while we make this transition over to fox and then inevitably when that doesn't work we can say oh well we had to let him go it just wasn't working out we're gonna go ahead and move pritchard into that position instead that makes the most sense to me because otherwise why the fuck would you hire a guy who doesn't know the current product who hasn't been in the industry really in what since the weird australian tour thing that he did um and then tna like yeah tna uh, where he fucked that up well i mean i don't yeah i guess um i mean it didn't help but i don't (laughs) 
I don't know how much of that was well, was him and helped, how much of it was. It helped for the first week. It helped for the first week when they ran head-to-head with uh, Raw. Yeah. It helped for one week, and then they got murdered the next week. Well, and it was like, oh, shit, we fucked up. And then, like, two weeks later, they already moved back to Thursday or whatever the fuck they moved to. Right. Yeah. I, Bad idea. The whole thing with Bischoff, too, like, I – He's one of those guys to me that's that's got that air of like that stench around him of of failure, and I I'm sure he's like a really nice guy, and I'm sure he's got some good ideas and shit. But at a certain point, when you've you've run two different wrestling promotions into the fucking ground with your ideas and your and your bad planning and your bad foresight and just a general lack of grasp on on what audiences want stuff like that. Why even? Why even bring him into the fold and, and try to get him in here? There were, you know, it, it never made, that hire never made sense to me from the start, and it did not surprise me when he got let go. Um, he's, I don't know. He he wasn't he wasn't good for the last two years of his WCW shit. He wasn't good the whole time he was in TNA. Why would you expect him to do any good for this major? And the only that you got going on. and we can make the argument that the only good thing that he came up with was stolen from Japan anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's that too. So. Yeah. So, did he really well, actually accomplish you know, anything? Well, okay. So, there's. I, I would say there's two things that he came out with that were good. Um, obviously, the NWO was a good idea. Um, but also, he he did he he really was instrumental in putting a spotlight on cruiserweights and um, sort of getting them over as uh, a legitimate. Um, like he he kind of got lucha over in the states, which nobody else was able to do before that. So, I'll, I'll give him that too. But counter argument, could he have done that if he didn't just completely take all the people away from Paul Heyman, who was already trying to do that in ECW? Heyman was trying to do see, it. If, he do see, it. but no, but here's my point: if if let's say Eric Bischoff doesn't exist, right? Okay. Like he doesn't ever exist. Paul Heyman still exists. Lucha's still going to get over in America because Paul Heyman was already pushing it. So did Eric Bischoff really do anything that was noteworthy? in that aspect it's not like if eric bischoff never existed then we'd still never have seen fucking lucha right now well that goes back to paul Heyman was already doing it before that goes back to the zach Ryder conversation right because if zach Ryder didn't do social media if zach Ryder didn't exist wwe still would have eventually picked up on it and done it but before you were no, arguing... i i know i agree that but okay. i'm telling you that in the zach Ryder situation wwe would have fucking found some kind of way to bungle the fuck out of that social media thing because it's they still like do. watching they your do it's day. like watching your grip yeah i know but it's like <laughs> watching it's like watching your grandma try to fucking learn how to text you know what i'm saying like it's it would have been like that like ECW, to touch people ECW to, wasn't the right they already had ecw wasn't the right environment for 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 putting over lucha cruiserweights any of that shit did you see any of ecw yeah you know i did Okay, so how can you make that argument when you've got Lucha-style wrestling with Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis and Super Crazy versus Tajiri and fucking RVD versus Jerry Lynn, and it was all, like, the most over-shit in ECW? Uh, I would not say it was the most over-shit in ECW. I think you have a, you have a very idealized I think you should No, 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 no. I think you should go that. back and watch. I think you should go back and watch those matches and see how into those fucking matches that the audience actually was. When they're opening the show, it was insane. Yeah, I mean they're gonna cheer for it, but compared to the main RVD events, and Jerry Lynn were not the, opening shows. RVD and Jerry Lynn were not fucking cruiserweights, not by the definition that WCW was using, and not by the definition they were trying you to. You say get over. no, no, we didn't say cruiserweights. You said lucha. I said cruiserweights and lucha. 
You said lucha. Though. I said both. Okay, well we're talking. Okay, well lucha is part of what you said. You think you you, you don't have to be a cruiserweight to be lucha. You consider Park is fucking you, you uh, consider lucha. you consider Jerry Lynn lucha. What he was doing in ECW? Uh, yeah. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. That's a stretch. Jerry, I would no. What's if, if I would make Jerry Lynn was in a fucking mask doing lucha on WCW TV. Yeah. No. Just because you wear a mask. No, just yes. You, just because you wear a mask doesn't fucking make you lucha either. It's Vader fucking lucha. He was wrestling lucha in WCW oh under a mask before he went to fucking ECW. ECW was not even remotely instrumental in getting that shit over. Sorry. Not to the mainstream. I, well, I disagree. Not to the mainstream Strongly. American public. You well, think- I'm telling you that if Eric Bischoff didn't take the fucking talent, if Eric Bischoff never would have fucking rated his talent, then it would have been the mainstream because fucking no. Paul Heyman would have fucking beat WCW. If Eric Bischoff didn't take let's them, say, they would have never gone anywhere. Let's say there was let's say there was exclusive contracts like WC like WWE has right now, where motherfuckers can't go anywhere. Okay, mm-hmm. you can't fucking just leave a contract. We're gonna sue your ass type deal. There wasn't that back in the early '90s. That's not how it worked. I'm telling you, if those contracts were in place where Rey Mysterio and fucking Psychosis were to ECW and Eric Bischoff could not touch them, I'm telling you, WCW would have been in fucking trouble. ECW was coming up on WCW because of, let's be honest, because of WWE filtering money to ECW. However, if WWE never would have never stopped filtering money to ECW, I'm telling you, ECW would have taken over WCW. You think ECW was getting as, over because of their their lucha or because of the tables no, and but the argument is no 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 I'm not talking about why they're over I, my argument is is a fucking counter to your argument your argument or your thing your whole topic was you're giving Eric Bischoff credit mm-hmm. for getting lucha in the U.S. and I'm telling you. It's not that great of a thing because he's doing the exact same thing that he did with Lucha that he did with the whole NWO thing. All he did was steal it from somebody else. It doesn't matter. So, I'm telling you. If- so this is where we this is where we're gonna diverge on whether or not it matters where the original idea came from versus getting it into the public eye. Because it was not in the fucking public eye on ECW on public access fucking bullshit channel jack off number six at two in the morning. Okay. Well, you understand that ECW did have a TV show on TNN, right? Yeah, doing it first. National, a national national broadcast. So doing let's say first, they still had those wrestlers. Doing it first doesn't Rey Mysterio make it and Psychosis, where it got into the mainstream. That's just how it goes. So Matt, I'm telling you that it's not that big of a deal because it would have been mainstream just like you were telling me about Zack Ryder that WWE would have gotten it. it are you saying social media without Zack Ryder? Okay, eventually. and again, just because it eventually wouldn't have happened – or would have happened doesn't mean that he wasn't responsible for bringing it to the mainstream. I'm telling you, it, it could have happened faster because Paul Heyman already had Rey Mysterio and Psychosis years before they ever showed up on fucking WWE. That, that works against your point. He had them for years and they weren't fucking mainstream yet. That's because he was building them up, oh, though. When on, Eric man. Bischoff got them, guess come what? On. People already knew who Rey Mysterio and Psychosis were. <sighs> Knowing who two guys are doesn't mean that he was bringing that fucking style. Uh, I'm talking about Heyman here. Knowing who two guys were when they went somewhere else doesn't mean that he was bringing that size to the mainstream. Not even close to the same way that Bischoff did. So Bischoff, for all his fucking faults, he is still the one that got the public eye on those smaller wrestlers and on that style. Period. Like there's no there's no way around that. No, I don't agree with that. I didn't say he invented fucking Lucha Libre, did I? I don't. I'm not saying Paul Heyman invented Lucha. Right. Obviously, Lucha was around before that. Paul okay. Heyman did the exact same thing that fucking Eric Bischoff did to him. So but I'm telling you, you say, that Paul you... Heyman did it first. Who cares so who did Heyman it first? Have... 
Listen, who brought it to the bigger Eric audience? Bischoff, but I'm telling you that if it wasn't for Eric Bischoff, like if I'm telling you, if I'm taking Eric Bischoff out of the equation, just like you took Zack Ryder out of the equation for WWE still using social media, I'm taking Eric Bischoff out of the equation and using Paul Heyman, and I'm telling you it would have been the exact same thing. So I can't give that much credit to Eric Bischoff when it would have been done either, uh, anyway, is what I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not with that argument. It, it just it doesn't fly to me because he had them for years and it wasn't nearly as over until it got to WCW. Well, it wasn't Paul Heyman's fault that he fucking sucked at uh, everything. No, he didn't, well, he didn't suck at everything. But at the time that he had Rey Mysterio in Psychosis, he didn't have a national TV deal. He had some bullshit backyard right. fucking exactly. thing that he inherited from somebody else exactly. because they couldn't get it off the ground. That's Eric point. Bischoff inherited a fucking show that was already fucking being backed by TBS and TV. And had the foresight to put those guys on there and give them he didn't have the foresight. It was just like everybody was what? getting fucking tired of seeing the same shit over and over. Fucking Ric Flair and Hogan. Well, so he finally had to just throw some shit no, against the wall. Hey, he, hey, look, it's kind of working over here. Let's see if it'll work over in my fucking thing. No, the whole, the whole, the whole logic behind. Uh, and the, again, this is out of his mouth, so who knows how much of this is retroactively writing hindsight to make himself look smarter. But honestly, according to him, let's be, let's all cards on the table. Anything that Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, Vince McMahon, Vince Russo, Bruce Richards say, <laughs> I take with a grain of salt anyway. Right. Okay. So with that grain of salt in mind, uh, his logic on it was that they were faster paced and, and more exciting. So he wanted them opening the show for people like flipping between channels um, between Raw and Nitro at the time. Um, they, would want, they would be more inclined to watch something that was really like action packed and, and fast paced versus, you know, fucking Val Venus versus... Gangrel or whatever the fuck was okay, going okay, on. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, and I, I get that. But here's the deal. Let's say, okay, so you know how the fucking WWE formula is now, right? We or we open with a little bit, but not that promo. much. We, yes, exactly. We open with a thirty fucking minute promo. If Eric Bischoff would have just a fucking adopted that and put his fucking biggest stars at the beginning, that would get people not to fucking turn over to Raw because your biggest people are already on fucking TV. I mean, okay. So that's all you, you had to do. Do you remember the episode where they kind of did that? So there was an episode. Um, oh, God, it was so long ago. Okay, but they opened and they were like, oh, we had to cut into the action. We were having a dark match and then the things just got out of hand. And it was the fucking outsiders who had beaten down some jobber tag team and the nasty boys and uh, faces of fear. Um, and they were like going at it because faces of fear were trying to get to the tag team title scene or some shit. But like they'd open the match. Uh, right in the middle of um, like this weird angle that didn't make any fucking sense with the outsiders, uh, if I recall correctly, giving a promo about shit that was going on. But like, they, it's not like they never did that. It just didn't really work. So you're you're trying to say like, oh yeah, they could have adopted the WWE model and they would have gotten a lot of people on that too. But I don't think they would have because they didn't have any talkers. Who was who was their good talker in WCW that that could have. Started off the show with a 10-minute promo. Hogan and Flair. Yeah, and the whole reason that they started the Cruiserweights because we're... Macho like Man. There was, one show where, there was one show where Macho Man started the fucking show and said, I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving the fucking ring. And he literally went like three segments where he was sitting in a fucking chair beating the shit out of people that were coming out trying to have a match. That was one of the best openings to fucking Nitro ever. Is that a promo? Well, I mean, he didn't... Well, it wasn't a promo, but I mean, it was a, it was a thing where you have your biggest star or one of your biggest stars... Opening the fucking show. 
Yeah. Well, back it, to... it almost it almost is even better that it wasn't a promo because now you you don't hear shit he's saying. You just see Macho Man pissed off, fucking beating the shit out of people, saying, "I'm not fucking leaving." Back to the original point. Starting your show. That's with... not gonna make you. But I'm just saying that's not gonna make you want to stay to watch what the fuck I, I, happens with Macho Man. I watch. You know Macho, what I'm saying? I watch Macho Man make a fucking sandwich. That's that's a totally yeah, different I, that's conversation. I, I get that, <laughs> I get that, but but that's my point. This Eric Bischoff was using the argument that he wanted the cruiserweights because at the beginning of the show because it was fast paced. He wanted people to stay stay on the channel. I'm telling you that you could put Macho Man sitting there with no fucking mic, sitting in the fucking middle of the ring in a chair, saying I'm not leaving, and I promise you, you're not changing the fucking channel. So let's not act like that that was a big fucking deal because. Uh, oh, yeah, that's why I got him because I wanted to open the show so nobody changed to the fucking WWE. No, nobody's changing the WWE if you fucking put Macho Man up there every fucking uh, Monday night in the beginning of the goddamn show. How many times can you do that? Because how, how fucking annoyed are we now with that formulaic approach to opening Raw? But, but then, I'm, I'm not talking about now. Right, I'm saying if he would have used that, but if he would have used that then, how long could well, he do that? I mean, well, well, he tried to do that with Hogan, and when everybody turned on him, remember, he was the original John Cena. He was shoving Hogan down our throats, and people were turning on him because we were too old for that bullshit. Hulk Hogan you get was the saying? original John Cena. Yeah, well, I'm just saying because everybody thinks John Cena is the first time it ever happened. I'm telling you, it's not. Is what I'm saying. Is is what I mean by that. So what? Just I'm... like Triple H. Just like Triple H, they were trying to shove Triple H down everybody's throat, and then the report started coming out that Triple H was holding motherfuckers down in the back because he wanted to be on top, well, just like Hogan did, and you know. He, and he eventually so, got there. Like, so look at look at that argument. Like, like for, but <laughs> but I'm saying, but my point is, if it was Hogan opening the show every fucking Monday night, like he was doing when he was closing the show every night, people turned on it. But I'm telling you, somebody like Macho Man. Where you can go many different routes. He's not the same fucking thing, whether he's heel or face. Like, he can be crazy-ass Macho Man. He could be fucking Super Patriot Macho Man. He could be fucking uh, Defend Elizabeth's Honor Macho Man. It, you got different aspects where I really do think that Macho Man on every week or every other week or whatever, which couldn't have happened because of the fucking way Eric Bischoff gave people fucking contracts, where you only had to work a certain amount of dates and got paid an ass load of money. Oh, yeah. So it let's, couldn't have happened anyway. Let's get on that Lanny Popo deal now. <laughs> but fucking, but fucking, uh, the fact that he's saying that two cruiserweights is the is how he got people to stay on the channel over WWE. I'm telling you that there was a much easier fix, and it could save you a lot of money because you could have just put fucking Macho Man out there. Whether, so you could have put fucking but whether that's Sting case, out there. But whether that's the case or not is irrelevant to the fact that that did put those wrestlers and that type of wrestler into the mainstream much faster and much more effectively than Paul Heyman had ever done it. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm just telling you that Paul Heyman would have done that. If just Eric give Bischoff Eric Bischoff his so. fucking credit and move on. No, I will give Eric Bischoff credit on one thing and it might, and it might shock you. A lot of people knock WCW for not creating new stars, but Goldberg and diamond Dallas page. Yeah. When Diamond Dallas Page was already fucking like 35 years old when he started wrestling? Well, when he, he asked Dusty Rhodes and Michael Hayes and they both laughed at him, they're like, no fucking way. There's no way. Well, you, and he goes out there and he does what he does. Or Goldberg, how they built him up, even though it was a direct answer to Austin, obviously. But the way they did it was completely different. He was a completely different character just because he looked, because he had bald hair, bald head and fucking uh, black tights doesn't mean he was Austin. It was. It was clearly their answer to Austin for their show, but you're still building new characters. Everybody says WWE didn't ever create any new superstars, and that's why they failed, and I disagree with that. 
because they made Booker T. Yeah. They made Chris Benoit. They made Goldberg. They made DDP. They made guys. They, they made, gave them world they titles. They made Scott Steiner a singles guy. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Jeff but, Jarrett won the world fuck, title over get there. The fuck out of here. No, 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 no. Don't hate on Jeff Jarrett, bro. Do not hate on Jeff Jarrett. Do not hate on Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett and the repo WWE, man are the same. WWE <laughs> couldn't do shit with Jeff Jarrett past the Intercontinental title because of the gimmick that they gave him. He came over to WCW. Right, he came back to WCW with that same stupid fucking gimmick, right, and was trying to be a part of the Four Horsemen and all that other bullshit, and had that whole stupid shit. Then he leaves again, and then he comes back again after his second stint with WWE doesn't go well, uh, with the whole China Intercontinental Title Deborah bullshit, and he comes back to WWE or WCW again, and now magically he's motherfucking winning world titles and shit. Slap nuts. Yeah. All right, so they made Jarrett. Uh, they made uh, Jarrett over what WC, uh, what WWE did. So I'm throwing him in the conversation of WCW made him a star as well. Well, they also made so again Steiner for sure. Made... Scott Steiner, Booker T, all those. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit. No. No, see again, this is where it's going to go back to the other shit because you. He he was making stars by by giving them okay to, to okay well how about this counter argument to the casual fan he was making stars with those guys who the fuck else mentioned. matters dude the fucking tape traders fucking knew oh, all those guys yeah. already they were already those, stars to them those it's three, just like okay those three thousand tape traders on fucking Usenet forums were definitely gonna okay, keep but, the wrestling okay, industry okay don't mock. Do not mock it because you would be the same person that you're watching fucking Kenny Omega rise up. And if Kenny Omega went to WWE and then you had all these fucking bullshit casual WWE fans all over Kenny Omega's dick, you're going to be sitting there like, motherfuckers, you didn't even know who Kenny Omega was. I fucking grew up with Kenny Omega. There's a big difference. You'd be the between, exact same person. There's a big difference between Kenny Omega, who is on New Japan, who has a streaming subscription service, by the way, and is the largest pro wrestling Company you understand that Japan. you understand that Chris Benoit and Jericho and all of them were on fucking New Japan too, though, right? Yeah, and I also understand that they were on fucking ECW, not doing shit before Bischoff gave them that spotlight. So I, I would say that that goes into the creating stars thing. In the same way that you want to bring up Jarrett, like Jarrett, it's not like Jarrett didn't fucking exist in WWE before that. They just didn't utilize him enough and, and weren't getting him over, getting him over. So you have the same shit with, with Chris Jericho and, and some of those other guys who Bischoff did get over. Or they got themselves over underneath Bischoff's watch. By the way, under, underlying, underlying uh, on a smaller scale, but I still feel relevant to mention, WCW also got over the tag team of Brian Clark and Brian Adams Chronic. I thought that tag team was really fucking good. They yeah. did really good with them. In fact, Wrath and Mortis, a.k.a. Adam Bomb, no, Adam Bomb. <laughs> yeah. um, um, Rath, for a little bit, they were pushing him monster, pushing him before he got hurt. If he never got hurt, he would have been a fucking beast. Oh. He was killing everybody, and he was like doing the Magnum TA shit where he was killing everybody in fucking 10 seconds. I think the, awesome. the criticisms about their character development come from their failures, not from their success. So you look at shit like all that time and money and promotion and shit that they put into Glacier or... You know, stuff like that. That's that's where that whole. Oh, that's great, but let's let's be real. Ray Lloyd is nowhere near the performer that these other guys were. So it doesn't matter how much money they would have pumped into him. You can't you it can't wasn't. you can't pump charisma or skill into somebody. Uh, you know what? He has I, a look. That that shit died the first time he talked. 
because he he seems so cool to the casual people, and then as soon as he fucking talked and had that hick ass accent, he was normal. Yeah, yeah, he was. Well, he just seemed like a normal guy. Yeah, they yeah. should have never let him talk. Yeah. I agree. They should have never let him talk. In fact, you should have brought in the dude that played the original Raiden, the guy Highlander, and be his manager because <laughs> his voice is so badass, right? <laughs> They're like, yeah. Uh, that would have been cool as fuck. I mean, you're already fucking ripping off Mortal Kombat anyway. Might as well bring the dude in. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. So that's one piece of news. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. All right. So the only th- other thing I got, though, before we go into the big deal or not segment uh, is WWE apparently looked to purchase Pro Wrestling Noah and turn it into NXT Japan, but it fell through. And announcement on the new brand could come as early as... I want to say this Friday is what I've been reading. It could come earlier than that. Um, and they also tried and failed to purchase stardom, um, which brings me to my next bit of news. And that's in the very first segment of uh, Big Deal or Nah. I'm going to go ahead and ask you these, all right? And it's, it's a fucking segue into the first one. All right. New Japan Pro Wrestling's parent company, Bushi Road, purchases stardom. Big deal or nah? Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Um, it's not like they're going to show up on NJPW or anything. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're still planning on keeping those promotions separate just because Joshi Wrestling, for whatever reason, in NJPW has just never been a thing, and I don't think it's ever going to be a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, think it's, it's a like, pretty big deal. Uh, Especially if they get like do you a... Think, okay. I don't think... I Well, I think you're wrong. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. But my question that I have actually highlighted as a follow-up because you've already fucking answered it is are we going to finally get to see women wrestle on the New Japan Pro Wrestling stage even as soon as Wrestle Kingdom 14, which obviously we both agree on that it's not going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom 14, maybe not even 15. But I do think we will see women wrestle on New Japan, but it will only be at special shows and it will only be when the stardom title is on the line. I mean, on a, on a long enough be, timeline, you could say that you know anything is eventually going to happen. I mean, why else would they purchase it? Is my I guess is my main point. Because they're Unless a parent they're company. They using... No, they're. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're just going to. They're probably going to set it up as a separate entity in sort of the same way as, um, like WWE owns fucking NXT, and you know, they're the the difference is that, um, or like WWE owns Two Hundred Five Live and fucking you know Raw. Um, just because, but you... can I let me go ahead and say this though? You understand that 205 Live guys and NXT guys have shown up on WWE. Yeah, the difference is that they're not separated by gender. Um, so there's never there's never been women's wrestling in, in JPW, and I don't think there ever will be. I'm pretty sure that the parent company bought it so they could set up a similar. Uh, so like NJPW has NJPW World, and you can buy that subscription there and watch their archived content and, and shit like that. They're probably going to end up doing the same thing with. Um, the Joshi wrestling stuff. So I, I wouldn't expect there to be any crossover just because it is separated by gender. So when I'm talking about the parent company thing, it's more about um, them maintaining their degrees of separation. And because of the reasons for the separation in this case, I don't think that there's any possibility or likelihood of, of any crossover. Well, I hope that's false. It's not that I, w- it's not that I don't want to see it. It's just that I think it would sort of cannibalize the point of buying it to begin with unless you're just going to do a straight merger no i don't i think they could still keep it separate because you've got so many guys in new japan that you bring in and on and off with the tours and everything that you could still have your separate show and still have like okay for instance 
I never understood why WWE has these fucking pre-shows and they never once had the NXT title or the NXT UK championship on the line in the pre-show, which I would much rather see than the fucking B-team versus fucking Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin for no fucking reason other than we just needed something to put on the pre-show. You get what I'm saying? Why are you so down on Bo Dallas today? Uh, I'm not. I actually really like Bo Dallas. <laughs> I actually really like Bo Dallas. I'm pretty like sure I have a Bo Dallas. I have a Bo Dallas. A negative way. I have a Bo Dallas belt buckle. Let's be real. Mm. No joke. I have a Bo Dallas belt buckle. Um, it does exist. It says Bo Leave on it. I'm high on Bo Dallas. I think he is one of the guys that need to go back to NXT when, especially if they extend it to two hours and they're looking to fill more talent or filter it down because the young guys that are on the live shows are not ready to be brought up to live TV yet. Um, so yeah, shut up about Bo Dallas. I'm high on Bo Dallas. Uh, especially the character like when he life. turned it, especially when he turned into the heel, the fucking super annoying heel where he knew he was a heel, but he was playing face. That was fucking brilliant. How he turned that shit around because everybody was pushing him down our throats, right? He's going to be the next big guy. He's going to be the next big star. He's the NXT champion. And then, Everybody turns on him for whatever reason, I guess because, you know, they kept pushing him and he couldn't ever lose. And then he turns heel and then he turns heel by acting like he's still babyface, which was fucking fantastic. Well, kind of like your argument with Kyrie Sane. They try, yeah, they tried to do that with Bailey too, but it just wasn't working. So they eventually Yeah, because everybody still liked turn. her, so they actually, yeah. had, they actually had to really turn her. You know, something they didn't do with Roman or John Cena, but we can do it with Bailey though. Fuck you. Well, All right, whatever. That's so. Fine. Um, the, the, okay, so the thing about Roman Reigns, though, you're never going to get a turn out of him anymore. Not with the not can- now. Not with the cancer shit. Fuck now. No way. Yeah, not no now. Way. No, not a chance. No, he I'm does not, way too I'm much talk- charity work. I'm obviously happened. not talking about right now, anyway. But yeah. but John Cena, who was already a heel before and was way better as a heel. I mean, most people are better as heel, but yeah. um, it does seem easier to be a. Dick. I actually think Bailey's going to be better as a face. I don't think she's going to be that good great of a heel. Honestly. Yeah, her miss segment, I was just like. Mm. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, on to number two. Speaking of Chad Gable, on SmackDown, Chad Gable yeah. has officially shortened his name Fucking for the Christ. first time this week. He is now Shorty G. Big deal or nah? And what is up with Vince shortening names and dropping first names in the last few years? It's absolutely fucking ridiculous, in my opinion. Is he so old that he just wants less to try to remember? Okay. Is so that a possible scenario here? Yeah. You, uh, let me go through them. Antonio Cesaro, no more, just Cesaro. Big E Langston, nope, just Big E. Um, God damn, I just went blank, but it's there's a, a marketability ton of them. There's a shit ton of them. Well, and there's Andrade. Alexander Rusev, Andrade. just Rusev. Andrade. Andrade Cien Almas, well, Almas, right? So they always try to make it super helpful for the stupid fan who can't spell people's names right or remember or even pronounce them. So the Andrade thing makes sense. But why don't you just call him Andrade Almas when he came up? Okay. Well, Mustafa Ali. Down to Ali. Yes. Just to Ali. Yes. Fucking stupid. Oh, by the way, and the reasons given for some of these, by the way, is fucking ridiculous. Oh, by the way, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, who went to Harper and Rowan, but now are back to Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Ivar and... Ivar and... uh, God damn it. Eric. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? 
You changed their names completely and only gave them one. That wasn't even their the, names the before. The fucked up thing about that is they were still champions in NXT when they got their name changes. Yeah, and changed That's the crazy. name. Crazy. Yeah, uh, as far the as... the name of their tag team three times, changed their name all the fuck the, the hell. Viking Raider Experience. Experience. <laughs> yeah, this shit is stupid. That was dying. Holy shit. Uh, Shorty G is fucking stupid. It's, it's, it's a terrible gimmick. It's a big deal in all the wrong ways. Um, the only way to save that at this point is if the whole gimmick becomes that he just runs around shortening everything. That'd be funny as fucking like he's <laughs> I don't know why. He just refuses to call anybody by their full name. Um, oh, like uh so he pulls a Kevin from the office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that would be only, that would be hilarious. That's the only way that would be funny to me. Or if like Yeah, that would be fucking funny. He goes backstage and cuts some dude's fucking boots in half. Yeah, they <laughs> see. <laughs> they see. <laughs> Otherwise That'd be fucking hilarious. This is terrible. Uh, it's just he's God. a I don't remember uh, the names that he's fucking shortened. And the, um, I, okay, so Vince apparently, according to reports that I've read, thinks this is a push. By the way, oh yeah. Um, well, he probably thinks it's fucking hilarious. Oh, he's got five. A, it's a he's five nine. Fucking, he's taller a, than Daniel yeah, Bryan. It's a, yeah, that's a small push. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Dad joke. All right, so um, no, yeah, it's yeah, not gonna it's, go anywhere. It's, it's only got so much life behind it stupid we've he's already proven that he can kick ass in the ring he's a fucking badass he's strong as fuck i would love 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 to see a program with him turning something and i want to see a program with him and tyler bait so fucking bad yeah, that'd be pretty cool him and tyler bait would be badass they're both strong as fuck they're both short but like but what, how cool the setup would this be shorty Ugh. g he comes no, out as Shorty no, G, right? No, I, I know it's stupid, but but they've already okay. done it. They've already done it. So I'm just trying to fix their mistake. They've already done it. I'm trying to fix their mistake. Gable comes out with this Who's stupid Gable? new name, right? He sees that it's <laughs> people boo him. People boo it because they feel like we do. It fucking sucks. They boo him to the point where okay, this guy's got to fucking turn heel. Oh, you want to fucking boo me, right? After I tried to embrace this bullshit, Tyler Bate comes in from NXT UK to SmackDown. People love fucking Tyler Bate, even though he's just as fucking small, if not smaller, than Chad Gable. Gable gets pissed off that Tyler Bate is getting fucking all this love, and he's just as short as I am, and then that's how they get into their story where they feud. I don't give a fuck. It's just a little story to do it. I just want to see these two motherfuckers wrestle. That shit would be awesome. I would see a trilogy of those two, for sure. That's money, to me, as a fan. As me personally, that would be money. I would tune in to see that match. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a really good match. On a paper I just all the short gimmick shit is just needs to go. It's stupid. Uh, it's, it's so stupid. I don't yeah, know who really the fuck thought. Uh, okay, I do. Does he think this is like a? I want to say, do, does Vince think this is a fast track to the Daniel Bryan stardom? Because he has to understand that's not why people fell right. in love with Daniel Bryan. We didn't fall in love with Daniel Bryan because he was short. We fell in love with Don, Daniel Bryan because you kept trying to hold him down when we all saw how good he was. And he's not just wrestler. in the ring, but how good he got on the mic was insane. Well, from day one to where he where he is now on the mic, he is leaps and bounds better. The Gable shit it sucks even more because if you just if you let him get by on his ring work alone, given his background. He would get over. He it doesn't need any of this stupid fucking comedy shit. 
the the extended program with Baron Corbin where he he must have wrestled him what eight fucking times in, in a month and a half. Like Jesus Christ. Just, yeah. I mean the whole king I'm pretty sure every match in the King of the Ring tournament <laughs> yeah, was Baron Corbin and Chad Gable. If yeah, I if thing. I remember correctly. If I remember correctly. The whole thing. It was well, just I know thing. I know Drew McIntyre was in it for one match because he got injured. So Oh yeah, Cesaro was too because he lost in the first round too. You know, the two guys that actually would have made sense for them to win. Well, no you know, no big deal. All those Two, the two foreigners, the two foreigners that aren't getting any fucking kind of push, even though you keep saying how fucking great they are and future world champions. How fucking they lost in the first round. Like but whatever, years? no big deal. King McIntyre and King Cesaro would have been fucking far better. Cesaro, Cesaro is weird though, because you can you can get all those little minor accolade things on him as much as you want with the fucking Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and even I think King of the Ring, and they still just they they don't know what the fuck. Well, to they do. do they do that with yeah, they're doing that with Corbin. Yeah, they're doing that with Corbin right now, though. I mean, technically, they don't really know. I mean, King Corbin, King Corbin, he won the Andre the Memorial, Memorial Battle Royal. He uh, retired Kurt Angle. He fucking um, what's the other thing he did? He did something else. He did something else. Oh, he was the GM, the acting GM GM of Raw. You gave him all these little stupid titles. It's not helping him any. You're still not giving him no fucking actual title that matters. Corbin. So I mean, they do it with multiple yeah. guys all the Corbin, time. Corbin, I like Corbin a lot. I just, uh, I don't. His booking has never been consistent or made sense, and the whole shit was like. Now I will give you this. I will give you this. Corbin is way better on the mic than Cesaro, but, but he in speaks my defense, English as his first Cesaro, language. Cesaro is way better wrestler. Also, Cesaro doesn't really hasn't really had a chance to get better also, on the Cesaro mic. Couldn't really talk for like fucking eight months because he knocked out his own teeth. Who's <laughs> no Cesaro? Corbin? Is that why Corbin's getting the push? Because Eng- he knows English oh, better than Cesaro? Yeah, that's what I said, though. A lot of delay. No, you're good. Go ahead. I mean, it messed up a little bit, but you're good. Yeah. I can hear you now. Okay, cool. But no, I was saying, yeah, Cesaro, English isn't his first language, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, of course, he's he not... He only his, speaks, what? Eight I mean, languages? Five, eight, five, Some seven, eight. He's learning more. He's right. learning more as we don't use him. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's to learn another he's language. He's catering on fucking Duolingo <laughs> yeah. on his phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but everybody Corbin, thinks uh, everybody thinks it's so fucking impressive because John Cena learned Mandarin. This motherfucker already knew six fucking languages when he came in. Corbin, um, I, I like Corbin. He just um, uh, they got to do something different with him than this this shitty fucking smarmy heel thing because it's not working. Fucking over. All right, so let's see. We got um, we got your opinions on that. Number three, um, for Big Deal or Nah, WWE announces that there absolutely must be a winner, no matter what. Made official by the graphic that literally said that at the bottom between Rollins and Wyatt uh, on Halloween at Crown Jewel. Big Deal or Nah? Um, I don't, I don't trust them not to fuck it up again. So Nah, like. The thing that <laughs> <laughs> literally says at the bottom of the graphic, there absolutely must be a winner no matter what. Literally at the fucking bottom of there's the so graphic, Ryan. I know. I saw at it. the it bottom. But there's, oh my God, there's so many problems hilarious. with what they've already done. They've booked themselves into a corner. I don't know why they ever set up the original fucking match if they didn't want either guy to, like, Setting up the Hell in a Cell match in the first place was fucking stupid if you didn't want Bray Wyatt to win. Okay, so I can't... Okay, so here's here's my WWE theory as I 
have worked at a company for long enough to know stupid managerial practices. Let me tell you what I think they're trying to do here. They basically have told you that Bray Wyatt is winning the world title on Halloween. And since we're spending so goddamn much money on Tyson Fury and fucking Kane Velasquez, we really need you to tune in to the WWE Network. And if you already canceled your subscription because of what happened last time, we need you to go ahead and re-get that back because we're going to need that $10 as much as possible from everybody so we can pay these two motherfuckers what we just offered them. They'll be lucky if I take the time to fucking send an email address to get a new fucking account. The Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabia money is running out when you have to fucking spend that much money on talent to go over there because you don't have the dead guys that they, they want you to have. And <laughs> WWE fans aren't watching this shit because nothing ever relevant happens on these Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah, at the first two shows was so great. Like, the greatest Royal Rumble. Fucking goddamn, that's a lot of fucking people. That's badass. A lot of surprises came in. That was cool as shit. But then... I mean, what the fuck, as far as, like, the world title matches or any title matches, I don't think there's been one title match that changed hands on yeah, a Saudi Arabia um, show. I can't offhand. Can you think of one? Can you think, even if you could think of one, no, did it matter? because back the next night I'm wrong. <laughs> My only problem, <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Uh, yeah, Buddy Murphy lost in the city. Like, okay, okay, cool. Like, all right, whatever. And it was on the I mean, free show sure of the Saudi Arabia show. All right, so fucking, uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't fuck if I know. I honestly cannot tell you one. The only things that I can remember from a Saudi Arabia show is the greatest Royal Rumble when Braun Strowman won that hideous fucking title that was worse looking than the 24-7 title. And when fucking Goldberg and Undertaker had their fuck fucking debacle of a match. Because WWE thought it was a great idea to go put out fucking 50-year-old wrestlers in fucking 100-degree weather and try to and go for more than five minutes in the main event. He smashed his fucking head on the post like an idiot. Dude, okay. Well, that was obviously a problem. But the other shit definitely contributed. There's no way that you think that match would have been better at all on a star scale from Dave Metzler if he yeah, would have hit absolutely. his head on that fucking post. No, fuck no, not a chance in hell. Not w- not with the time that they went. There ain't no way, man. I can I can probably I've seen enough Goldberg matches done to probably bet enough money that would matter to me on the fact that Goldberg would have still dropped that motherfucker like he did because he was winded as fuck. It was hot as balls out there, bro. They had their you know they had this show. It starts yeah. at one p.m. Well. Yeah, okay. That's I mean, insane. I'm not saying that they would have fucking put on a, a seven-star classic. It wasn't... Okay. No, no, no. I agree with that. But I'm telling you, I don't think the star rating would have changed uh, any any more than a half a star. If I think without hitting his head on that post, post you, you I, have two I just less botches afterward. And then uh, it, it actually ends on something that's not a goddamn choke slam that only got three feet off the ground. So Well, I'm, well, well that choke slam was fucking... Oh, my God. I don't even think he got off the ground. Did he get he off the ground? Him over. Did, did Goldberg, 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 Goldberg did that thing where he just tucked his knees to his stomach to make yeah. it look like he got off the ground? Come off! Go ahead and drop me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that match was so bad. That match was so bad. And I, the sad part is, I was actually looking forward to it because just because of the fact of the two, the two people who they were, and that the fact that they never wrestled before. And I was like, oh wow, they're pulling out all the stops for this shit. 
they really want me to watch. So I watched it. I can't believe that they went on last. I I honestly do not understand that at all. Saudi Arabian told um, me fuck about the quality of the match. They just want to see The Undertaker. Oh, no, I agree. No, I agree. But if you're wanting your fucking fans who are paying $10 a month to tune into Dude, this shit. I, I honestly don't think. That's not the way to do they, it. From a marketing point of view, I don't think they give a shit what American fans think about the Saudi Arabian shows. I really don't. Uh, that's why they don't do anything that's like relevant to any plot lines or storylines or really anything like that when they're there. Usually, uh, they're gonna kind. Of... How long? How long before they care when none of their wrestlers? None of the wrestlers want to go over there now. Because I know that's what I'm saying, but like, there's already enough people that it kind of matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like five or six people that don't want to go over there, and one of them is fucking John Cena, your biggest, uh, arguably Ali your biggest star. Want to go? Like ever? Of all time. Um, yeah, I know. He doesn't want to go, but he goes because he yeah, donates oh, those did checks you say they to put charities. him on fucking Team Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. Racist team. Yeah. Did you see his yeah, Twitter post team. about it? Yeah. I fucking died. Yeah, I saw... Dude, he... No. No, I didn't see his Twitter post about it, but I did see that he was donating yeah. it to Charity right. Water, his check. And he, I know he, I know for sure that he donated his last yeah, one to somebody else. No, so he put, a, he put a picture up on Twitter. It was uh, Hogan on one side and him on the other side. And he said, uh, a real American... And Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I was like, yeah, boy. Somebody's throwing some fucking shade. They're not real happy about being on Team Hogan. Yeah. Well, he's, well, well good luck with that. Good luck with that win on Team Hogan because that'll probably be his last one for a while when he comes oh, back you know to the States. Fuck Hogan. I don't care. No, no, no. I agree. I'm just saying yeah, WWE. No, I, I mean, Vince McMahon. I mean, talking about Vince McMahon here, bro. Talking about Vince McMahon, you already shortened his fucking name because Mustafa was too fucking. I don't, I don't know African Vince McMahon. Do you mean Vin? That's all I call. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So anyway, but uh, my favorite Vince McMahon character is the Bray oh, Wyatt yeah, one, yeah. the Firefly Funhouse one. That's the best one. All right. So uh, all right, number money and he shuts up. <laughs> number four, the last one. So that, so. So you said not a big deal, right? Uh, so for that it's, one? it's only it's it's not a big deal um, unless they're actually going to to. Could you imagine nobody watching this shit and Bray Wyatt finally went in yeah. the fucking title? I mean, world? it's it's a big deal if they book it right. It's not a big deal if they do what I expect them to do, which have, have fucking Seth Rollins go over. The they've already fucked this whole thing. They've made everybody hate Seth Rollins. They've buried his fucking finisher. They made the fiend look fucking stupid. They turned the Firefly Funhouse into a real place by having Seth actually go there, which completely defeats the purpose Show of up, yeah. the whole setup where it's supposed to be this mental like thing in his brain that he's like, yeah. And his brain, so yeah. it's it's just fucking stupid. Yep. They've they've killed the whole thing. I I don't know. I mean, Bray Wyatt's good enough that he'll eventually come back from it and you know write his own shit and get out of it. He's already kind of started doing that with. Uh, the whole like okay well have have seth attack me and i'll i'll act like i don't know what the fuck's going on and i'm two different characters and whatever um that's the only saving grace and you know goddamn well that was his idea um yeah. but other i than can't that, wait you know i can't wait for so he can be on the jericho podcast or whatever fucking podcast please, he's going to go to to do the tell-all please i that means you he's, like, he's gonna be like it's going to murder it's going and they use it's going to murder it's yeah. going to murder John Moxley's podcast numbers. I'm telling Man, you, he's so people are going to fucking freak out he's when so they figure out like he's so all good, the shit that they it's, just, up. it's so stupid how how they've bungled this. Sh- he's handing them fucking gold, and they're just like, 
Okay. Can we, okay. On the Mount Rushmore, on the Mount Rushmore, I, you know what? We might do this next week. On next week's show, I want you to come up with the Mount Rushmore, the biggest fucking uh, mishandles in WWE history. Four of them, um, obviously, because it's Mount Rushmore. Bray Wyatt said one of them. I'll come up with the other three. Yeah, no, no, no. No, you know, the other three. Yeah, well, no, we no. don't say them now because even if you think of them right now while you're thinking about it, <laughs> next week, we Bray yeah. Wyatt is on both it's of them. Go ahead and ruin that one for everybody. Bray Wyatt is the first face up there, all right? Because not only did they fuck up this, they fucked up his previous two characters as well. Yep. Now, I'm not talking about Husky Harris. I'm talking about, I'm talking about his fucking, his very first um, Bray Wyatt when he came out with the lantern and shit. And then the creepy Bray Wyatt where he started doing the yeah. fucking spider walk shit. When he kind of, when he evolved from like the uh, Hawaiian right, the shirt butcher. type deal. And was a little bit more creepier. Yeah. yeah, to the butcher. Yes, exactly. To the butcher with the fucking leather apron. And he had the whole fucking compound with the new day that they went to go fucking burn down or whatever the fuck happened out there. When right. one that Randy Orton burned down. Okay, so you got the Wyatt family, and then Wyatt family part two when they added in Braun Strowman or whatever. So you had the Daniel Bryan defeating the first Bray Wyatt and John Cena with the Demon Kid, which was fucking stupid. But um, then the second one with the Randy Orton storyline that they completely killed when he was at WrestleMania and they put fucking fake bugs in the ring from a LED screen or whatever, and he still didn't win the title. And then, uh. And now the fiend, yeah. Bray Wyatt. So they fucked up three incarnations of this one dude who created all this shit and wrote his own promos and memorized them all and did it in the ring without fucking up one time. Never broke character, never fucked up a line, and can go probably one of the better big men of all time. I mean, can we consider him a big man? Uh, yeah. I mean, as, as far as like how he moves wise, yeah, compared absolutely. to his size. Yeah, yeah. Like for like. For instance, like everybody considers Vader yeah. one of the best big men of all time. Well, because he fucking moved like a motherfucking, like him and Yokozuna were fucking like Sonic the fucking Hedgehog right. for people their size. So Bray Wyatt can fucking go for people his size. Like it's basically I would put him and Samoa Joe in the same size graphic. Those motherfuckers can go, and they're uh, him. It's him, Samoa Joe, and. Kevin Owen, I I think, would be in the same kind of category. Vader and Yokozuna, obviously bigger. But as far as big men of all time, Bray Wyatt is up there. To, like, that's why I asked you if you consider him a big man. Um, but yeah, so like you fucked up three incarnations of this guy. A guy who can wrestle, a guy who's amazing on the mic, a guy... You fucked up... You fucked up the bring the machine down Bray Wyatt. You fucked up the butcher Bray Wyatt, and you fucked up the uh, fiend Bray Wyatt. Are you fucking kidding and, me, bro? Are yeah. you serious? It's, Three of them. It's it gets to a point where it's just like you you kind of just hope that his contract is up soon and he can go do this shit somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't resign, bro. Please don't resign. And maybe that's why they're not letting him do anything. Like, okay. Uh, we can sell a lot of shirts on his way out, but he's not resigning. Um, let's try to make as much money off of him as possible because we know what the fuck's, where he's about to go. But the problem is, can he do this a fourth time when he goes to AEW? And he's going to have to create something completely different, Ryan, because you know WWE owns all this sh- fiend shit. 
does he even want to go somewhere else? We don't know his thoughts because he's so uh, quote unquote mysterious. But with the way that fucking AEW operates, and they already love turning out their lights like ECW. Yeah, when the fuck did Cody get the power for people to, to pop up? Light? Well, I guess he's the producer. He could have just been like, "Hey, turn okay, off the lights so for me real quick." He is the producer. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to see me come out. Yet. Okay, so yeah, that was another nitpick of mine because it didn't really right. go with his character. Because I was, I was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck's going on?" Like, I thought, you know, I don't know who the fuck I thought was gonna come out, but right. definitely not Cody Rhodes. Like, really in a suit too, by the way. Okay, interesting. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, that that it was a little weird when it came back. I mean, the fans popped. It was still cool, but. Not who I was expecting at first. Well, so the, I guess it yeah, as, as long as you, as long you don't think about it, it like be. it was supernatural and just pretend it was him like making a phone call, like, hey, turn off the lights for me. I'm the fucking producer. <laughs> like, then it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been hilarious if like he had the phone in his hand and then like hung it up <laughs> when the lights came back on. <laughs> okay. But, that would have been great. That would have been awesome. What capacity have to get lights turned Throw off? Throw the phone at him? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But wasn't that was that under the AEW umbrella or was that under the all? Oh, no, that was that was one, that was one of their pay per views, wasn't it? When he came out to save uh, best friends from Dark Order. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The lights did go out for that. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Fuck if I know, man. I don't know. But he infected the lights guy with his because you don't remember that fucking hilarious. <laughs> You remember that fucking hilarious commercial when the dude asked him about his phone protection or whatever? And he throws the phone at his face. No. no. Do you remember that commercial? No. You don't remember that commercial? It's like, oh, yeah, I got to protect shit. He says, oh, yeah, what is it? And he throws the phone at his fucking face as hard as he can. Well, that would have been fucking hilarious. You know, the lights come back on. Like, clearly, I just told those motherfuckers, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then throws the phone at Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> it starts beating his ass. I mean, fucking funny. Yeah. All right, last one. Last one. As for the big deal or nah. All right, Kenny Omega defeats Phoenix for the AAA Mega title. Big uh, deal or nah. Also, do you think do you think AAA slash AEW will let him show the title on TV? Will he and Phoenix have a run a run in at all on AEW TV or somewhere else um, away from AAA that? What the, how the fuck did I word this? Will he and Phoenix have a run, run in on TV? Or, okay, will he have a run in with Phoenix on TV? Or will he have a run in with someone else to set up the next feud with the title? Let's say they don't want Kenny Omega and Phoenix to feud like Phoenix is done with that title in AAA. Maybe he goes back with uh, his brother to go for the tag titles or something. And Kenny Omega moves on. Who does he move on to next? You know, all uh that kind of shit. It's a big deal, big deal because not, now, now you're really opening up the possibility of more AAA and AEW collaboration and sending some people over. Yeah, because they have um, a – yeah, exactly. Like imagine they if have fucking the, Psycho Clown shows up they have in, the, in the AEW agreement. just on some one-off fucking thing. Like that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If he shows up, the <laughs> lights better fucking be off. <laughs> the fucking lights better be off for Psycho Clown because that makes way more sense. I fucking hate his new song. Psycho Clown. Who? Uh, that's, that's oh, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it yet. Now, is Psycho Clown the one that has the yeah, song? The, he looks like the, the blue eyes, white okay. face, fucking... Because there's multiple, there was multiple clowns that I know for sure. Okay, well, Psycho right. Clown's the one that has the tongue out on the mask. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. He's the one that Cody teamed up mm, with in Triple A. It's been a while, but... And they all started chanting, they all started chanting the fucking uh, slur, and he, Cody said he didn't know it was yeah, a slur. Yeah, I have no idea. Who 
Muto or whatever the fuck it was. It was basically calling him gay or some shit. I don't remember. But all the fans were chanting it, and Cody was chanting it, and he didn't realize what the fuck he was chanting until after when everybody was all over his ass about it. You don't remember that story? It wasn't that long ago. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, it's it's a big deal. Okay, so Um, big deal. Do you think AEW will let him have it on TV? They did. uh, He will definitely. He'll definitely have it on being the elite for sure because it'll probably. They mentioned the the AAA titles for the tag the tag titles when the Young Bucks had them, and then they had the ladder. They had it on there. Yeah, they had it on their show. So yeah, the ladder match. They're clearly not opposed to it. Um, I I think they'll mention it just because well, it so makes I, Kenny I guess it look come like a bigger deal. Do I don't it. think they'll mention who he won it from because I I think that's a weird. I don't think they're going to do any Ray or Ray Phoenix and and Kenny Omega stuff on the show itself because that sort of is like hey like yeah he he won the world title in this other organization but he won it from the guys that are in our tag tournament like one of the guys that are in the tag tournament right now so I that's a little bit. That's somewhere where I could see that they might not explicitly Maybe say Maybe they could mention that he beat Phoenix for it. Yeah. Well, maybe they could maybe they could mention that he beat Phoenix for it, but not mention how close the match was. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it, did you watch the match? For AEW. For AEW. No, I still haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I mean, Phoenix, Phoenix got some shit in, but the last uh, four minutes of that match were just him getting the shit kicked out of him, so... And then you had, yeah, and then you had Kenny being a fucking heel at the end, which was great. He goes to, uh, he pushes all the people aside that are trying to get, uh, like, medical attention onto Phoenix and acts like he's going to help him up and then steps back, makes him stand up himself. Phoenix fucking puts his hand out to shake his hand. I did see the thing. I did see, yeah, yeah, I saw the shake the hand thing. I did see somebody put us as a gif of that where Phoenix had his hand out and Kenny looked like he was going to do it and then he gave him the gun. (laughs) It was, yeah, that was fucking funny. Yeah. So, uh, no, he's definitely uh, healing it up. You know, you know, you know how he has that new, um, that new stupid saying like, uh, "Just getting started." New uh, stupid little, <laughs> yeah, just getting started. Oh my god! So he could do that on being the elite, where like, oh my, hey, that's a cool new title. It's like, yeah, just getting started. I'm cleaning them up. I'm cleaning up the titles. I'm about to clean up I the clearly... titles. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Did you see the picture? Did you see the picture of uh? The cake for Tony Khan and Cody sitting there, and MJF has the knife and it's pointed towards his back. But they try to make it look like a normal picture. They're trying to make it look like a normal picture. I mean, it's a normal picture. Cody's got the cake, and I guess he's tilting it so you can read it. And it's like for the, I guess it's for the Champagne Illinois show because of Tony Khan's birthday or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So, but MJF has the knife that cuts the cake, but he's holding it, and it's like it's in a position where it's like, towards Cody's back. It's funny. Like a reference that I'm going to eventually fucking <laughs> I like turn the, on this bitch. I like, like this little shit. Everybody jumped this on it. This little shit's always great. Yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. It's so good. Especially like when on the being the elite where they have shit on yeah. the back of the walls. Like how many fucking shows are you pausing? How many wrestling shows are you pausing to look for clues and shit like Scooby Doo? Just Bray Wyatt stuff. Show? Other than that, not you know what I'm saying like it's Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Fucking insane. All right, so we got there was a couple of big deals in there, so I guess I didn't do too bad on those. Um, all right, we're going to take one more break, and when we get back, I'm going to do my top five matches of the week, and uh, we'll see what you think about them, and if you want to rearrange them or take one out, add one in, we'll see what happens. If you can even remember all the fucking matches from this week, because it's getting outrageous, like you said. It's going to be a fucking bitch trying to keep up with the shit, and I didn't even get to watch 
uh, New Japan. I heard they had two really good fucking matches. Uh, yeah, they did. They did. Um, throughout the week. And I can't remember what the fuck they were, and I haven't seen them, of course. So basically, I'm going off of what I've seen. So before everybody starts fucking hitting me, you didn't have this match in there. Why did? Oh, I got some breaking news. I got some breaking news, bro. The Young Bucks have received an invite to Impact Wrestling for an appearance. Weird. Um, let's see. Hold on. Uh, I hope they don't get too involved with Impact. I know Impact and AAA have their thing, but... All right, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Is it Scott Demore, who is the Impact Executive Vice President, retweeted Matt Jackson, I guess? Because Matt Jackson is usually the ones that's always talking. <laughs> it just yeah. says Jackson. Let's see. Um... Yes, in a response from Matt Jackson posting just a photo of when he and Nick were in TNA as Generation Me, Impact Executive Vice President Scott Demore retweeted Jackson and replied, let's do it. As Tommy Dreamer would say, no politics, no BS, just wrestling. I wonder what Alex Shelley and Chris Saban are up to. Generation Me versus the Motor City Machine Guns. What do you say, Young Bucks? Are you ready to cross the line? Hashtag this is Impact. Uh, then Impact Then Impact Wrestling retweeted it and Matt and Nick have yet to respond, but you know, they will because they respond to all kinds of shit like that. So it'll be interesting to see that. And pretty much let's go ahead and be honest with all the fans out there of this podcast or future fans of this podcast. Impact is basically a Canadian wrestling show. Now it's not, it's not us based anymore. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's their headquarters are in Canada. Their main guys are Canadian. Um, they run a lot of their shows in Canada now. So, can we even consider them? I mean, they're basically AAA of Canada yeah. now. You get what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that big of a deal U.S. wise if they did go show up and have one match against the Motor City Machine Guns, who I wish they would bring to fucking AEW. I know Chris Saban don't have he's one fucking injury away from retiring because he's already injured his knees a many fucking times. Shelley already retired and then came back, um, so they don't have much longer. But I feel like God damn, those matches were so good, Ryan. I watched one of their matches when I went to Impact in Universal um, Orlando with uh, Christina on vacation one time. And they had the best of whatever series. Jesus Christ. That match was insane. Um, But yeah, even uh, Ethan Page already retweeted it and says, I'm so excited. Put me in the King of the Mountain, some shit like that. Yeah, I mean... They're they're no, picking no, back up since Access Blood. I don't I don't know that I would consider them a Canadian promotion. I mean they're still they're still competing in the U.S. market. Um, they're just not. There's they're still seen as such a smaller promotion though. Can I tell you what I think they are though? Like they're definitely smaller because yeah, have you seen their audiences? I mean it's like I could say they're only a small step up from NXT and a rung below Ring of well, Honor. Well, they're still doing the Twitch streams. They're still as far doing as their audiences streams, go, I mean, and they're still doing. Um, I think. Yes. I think and it's not. Ring of Honor is still on Fight TV yeah, every week. Well, too, you understand. The thing, since Access bought them out, they're supposed to be moving to. Um, what are they doing? Again, Access. well, they're already on Access, but I think it's. Um, I think it's 
the 29th I, I don't remember it's sometime later this month they're going to start doing uh the shows live on on access tv or some show or tapes and replaying on access tv or some shit they've been doing like a lot of they've been showing old shit on access for the last few weeks and they're supposed to be yeah. doing the new shit going forward from the end of the month after Down for Glory. So, um, I mean, the thing is, this only benefits Impact to to have the Young Bucks on there. It gives them exposure. AEW doesn't get shit out of sending their guys over to fucking Impact. So no, they don't. They don't get. Anything. It's just um, like yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, and you can't and you can't put them in their. TNA Hall of Fame for Bound for Glory or anything either because they didn't really do anything in TNA. They won the, I think they won the titles right. one or two and then they times. Had that maybe angle where they were against each other. The most memorable story. Yeah, well, the only memorable storyline I remember it wasn't even that one. It was when besides the feud with uh, uh, Motor City Machine Guns, they had uh, Tara, aka Victoria, Lisa Marie was their manager and she was like the MILF and they were the young kids or whatever yeah. type deal. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're, yeah, I mean, that's really the, I mean, that's literally the only thing they had. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying to go back to do that storyline. I'm just saying that's like the only memorable thing yeah. they did in the fucking storyline. I mean, as far as storylines go, that's 100% DNA, just sad. fucking clout chasing and being like, Hey, like now that you guys are big and you posted something semi-relevant to us, uh, how about I just publicly ask you to fucking... It, it's the same sort of shit that CM Punk would complain about. That's exactly what it is. It's like, oh yeah, I think I can get bigger off of mentioning yeah. you and uh, saying this about you in public and seeing if you respond. That's all it is. Hopefully they're just like, fuck off. But, and, and you already know. Okay, so you already know I'm the biggest yeah. CM Punk mark ever. Okay, I'm not with CM Punk on that argument. I do believe that Cody Rhodes... And Tony Khan oh, gave yeah, that man no, a deal no, to come, and he just didn't accept it. Like, you know that yeah. whole text bullshit where he was talking about, send me a real offer, don't text me, or every time you mention my name, you act like we've, we've been talking, and you're just trying to – I mean, come on, man. They're not, they're not those kinds of people. They got enough talent already. They don't need you technically, but they know how much the fans love you still, and they're trying to help yeah. you out. Because your, your MMA career is not going anywhere. Like – it's the movie shit. We'll see how that takes off when he's got that movie coming out. But yeah, and he does he's got the, the B movie horror movies. Yeah, I get that, and, and I'll know. watch it. Yes. Well, I don't even know if he still writes tracks. Does he even still do it? No. I was, um, I actually got the first so many issues of Drax, and it's actually really good. CM Punk is no joke a good comic book writer. I'm not even gonna. I, it was one of my favorite ones to read, and I'm not a big Drax guy. And Drax, a solo comic, you know I only bought that fucking comic because CM Punk was writing it. And it turned out to be really fucking good. Nobody's fucking yeah. buying a Drax comic because it's right. just Drax. Big, you know what I'm saying? Dave Batista fans. And he he actually did. <laughs> good. So, like, so I, like, he has a lot of avenues that he can go down. I get that. But nothing is ever going to give him a bigger fucking revenue stream than wrestling. And he knows that, man. And he's going to go to fucking well, FS1 to be on said, WWE uh, backstage. And he already pulled he all his in, shirts. Uh, he had his AMA for his movie the other day. And one-tenth of his answers were about fucking how big Batista's dick is. And then somebody asked him something about... Uh, to to wrestling or whatever, and, they, and he he that's the first time he's ever actually said like yeah like I'd I'd consider it. Hold on, you broke up. Pretty what? You broke up. He's not opposed to it. Okay, yeah, you broke up. For oh a, yeah, a so he was. Right there. 
I didn't hear you. But right. he, said he said he's not opposed to, to it. A pretty big bag is what he said. So like he'd have to, you know, to be making a pretty big check out of it. Um, but yeah, like one tenth of his answer. And you're telling, and you think about. that Tony Khan wouldn't give him that fucking money? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so oh, you got Tony Khan over here. You got Vince Man over here. We already know who has more money. One is trying to start a bullshit league with a bunch of other investors. One owns a team in the league right. that he's trying to compete with. That is worth more than that entire fucking organization that Vince McMahon is trying to create with other people. You get what I'm saying? Like, so if you want the biggest fucking bag, if that's what you're really worried about, you already know where to go. But let's not be a hypocrite because before you said you left WWE because it wasn't about the money anymore because you don't need the money. You were already like a Mick Foley or Dean Ambrose. You were stingy with the money. You already put a lot of it away. So why would that be the reason that you Um, need to come back? He's got some expensive hobbies. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying it doesn't. It, that part of it doesn't add up to me unless uh, you're you didn't think that you were too big with money, but it was still expensive enough for to, to the point where you're running out of it I, now. No, I don't think anybody's ever gonna be. But like, I feel like he got paid a he got paid a decent. Okay, I know he got paid a decent amount by Marvel to write that comic. We all know he got paid a shitload to, especially for that first right. UFC fight, right? So he's getting paid for the movies. I don't feel like he really needs that big of a fucking yeah. bag of money. Um. I think I think the big bag is how many fucking uh, stipulations yeah, he has in that contract. Control. As far as I'm not his creative control, how many dates he's working, what shows he is working. You know, like a Jer- he wants a Jericho WWE contract, or even more importantly, a Brock Lesnar it, WWE contract. It, it's crazy. We haven't Orton. heard anything about how much WWE Saudi Arabia has offered to have that motherfucker on the show because they've. I'm sure they've asked. Do you think so, though? Because yeah, have you I seen know the names that they Yokozuna, asked for. But like, <laughs> <laughs> they want Yokozuna, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. I mean, people that have been dead for years, man. And I get it; they didn't have media. Their government abolished media, and they just got a fucking movie theater back for the first time in fucking who knows how long. And they had, I think, Black yeah. Panther was playing on it. it. Was like the first. Okay, so I get that. Whatever. <laughs> But you didn't do any research when you got fucking media. You didn't do any research hey, at look, all they're, when you got they're starting, media back. They're starting, they're starting you just assumed all these dudes were alive. The same fucking point that Eric Bischoff was. <laughs> 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 hasn't yet done within the last 15 years either. Eric Bischoff's like, hey, man, can mm. we? Uh, where's Eddie Guerrero at? Can we throw him in a match? No. He's gone. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I am the biggest CM Punk mark of all time. I will... I will go. I will find a way to watch his movies. I will buy his comic books that he writes. Um, I haven't gone to see him in person because I don't want that experience to be ruined for me <laughs> because I really like him. Because uh, I always hear, because <laughs> just like just like me with yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Um, I never went out of my way to even see if he was even going to come close because of all the stories that I heard. I don't want that shit ruined for me. I've got. Ultimate Warrior tattooed on my fucking arm. And I had it on my arm before he passed away. I would not ever go out of my way to meet Ultimate Warrior until about the last two weeks of his life when he was trying to make a right with everything, which is still one of the most weird fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Where you physically, with your own eyes, see a man who was so bitter and senile and everybody talked so much shit about and had every right to because of the shit that he did completely change his life in front of your eyes man and then pass away after the speech that he gave the day after is so fucking weird 
I will never get over well, that. They shit. say like it cats so know weird. when they're about to die, and they go like sit in a corner and act all weird. Maybe that was him. I think part of me, I part of me thinks he knew he was. I don't yeah. think he knew he was going to die the next day, but but did you see how much he was sweating yeah, during I the mean, Hall of Fame? When you have heart issues, like you're, you're it was vaguely, insane. You're always sort of yeah. vaguely panicked and aware. You know? I I really wish he would have gotten checked out after that. Like somebody would have been like, "Hey, man, you need to get checked out by." Some kind of doctor, WWE doctor, something, anything, well, um, just yeah. to see if they could catch something. I mean, take a bear, take an aspirin. What twenty five years of doing tests and trend and coke and fucking D ball and whatever else is. Yeah, 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 I get that. I get that. I totally get that. Plus, he was still working yeah. out like a fucking fiend, like no joke, working out like crazy, like Vince McMahon type, working out. The fuck is Vince McMahon still alive? Probably should person. slow it down a little bit. How is Hulk Hogan still alive? How do we live in a world, Ryan, where Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man are st- are dead, and Hogan Vince and is, Vince are alive? Vince has enough money How's to that just possible? fucking go pay a million doctors a day to make sure that he still stays up. Um, yeah, the Macho Man one was weird, man. He that that heart attack just—he wasn't that old. That that one sucked. Um, and then you've got. That one, that one hit me hard. Actually, I mean, obviously, Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man hit me harder than any of the other ones. But even, even off the steroid issue, right? Because we all know that Macho Man later on in life was definitely taken <laughs> later on my when he was in WCW. We all know. I don't, I don't think he personally he was, was on him when he was yeah. wrestling Ricky Steamboat. When he was Just wrestling he Steamboat, I don't think lean? he was on him. Doesn't mean he wasn't. No, 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 no. No, he was lean. He just wasn't ripped like he was in fucking WCW. He wasn't even ripped towards the end of his WWE run like, when he was fighting Yokozuna. He was wearing a full body thing because he didn't want to show his body. He got fucking jacked. Like bone saw okay, level. So all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is we got really bad asshole people out there who are still alive. And I guess that's usually how it works in life for some reason. Vince McMahon, Hogan, uh, Scott Steiner isn't the nicest person <laughs> I've heard. Uh, but at least you know what I'm saying. Dead. You know what I'm saying. Like these people are also, <laughs> these people are still, these people are still alive, and yet Macho Man, who did all that charity work for kids and was always so nice to people, went out of his way, even though he was, you know, he had his own problems. Let's be real, cocaine, a probably, bit paranoid, drugs, yeah. uh, paranoia, a little, a little bit, bit, fucking super paranoid. We've all heard the stories, but deep down, though, he was genuinely a nice fucking person. So you got all these nice people; they're dying. And they did nothing different from these other guys that are still alive, but be better people. And the ass, I just don't understand that. I hate how that shit plays. Well, you out. know, when when um, Hogan dies, they're going to talk about even the guys that so. even the guys that. Oh god damn! Yeah, for for how long before everybody starts making shoot? I mean, Honky Tonk Man has already pretty much told you. Honky Tonk Man was brought in by Hogan, and then Hogan fucking tried to. Kill it. I mean, how do you try to kill somebody's career when you were friends with them and you brought them in because you just brought them in just to yeah. help yourself, basically? Oh, here's a new guy for me to fight. Yeah, I guess that's it, but it's just what an asshole move all the time he did, man. I don't like Hogan at all. I've never been a Hogan yeah. fan. Um, I've, I, I have one Hogan shirt, and I don't even know how I got it because I sure the fuck didn't purchase it. Um, I had... I didn't get the Hogan wrestling buddy. Guess who we had? We had Big Boss Man, Macho Man, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Sting. and I believe Sting was Ethan's. Yeah, Sting for the WCW version of it. Yeah, 
I never had the Hogan one. I never had Hogan's posters. I never had Hogan's pictures. I never had – I got one of his DVDs because it had all these essential matches, and I basically got them because he had Macho Man and fucking Ultimate Warrior matches on him. I don't have all – I don't have his book. You know, like, I was never a Hogan fan. And I'm I'm glad that was for a reason because he's turned well, out to be a – Unless you're person. eight foot tall and play basketball. Then he doesn't mind you so much. <clears throat> yeah, you know. Yeah, well. Um, but, yeah, even people that weren't – on steroids or don't give the appearance that they were dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper, how nice they were to people and yeah. they're gone before fucking, I just, I just don't get it, man. I don't like it at all. We're going to, all right, all right, we got to take this last break. Cause I know you only got a few minutes left before you got to go. So we're going to take this last break and then we're going to do the top five matches of the week because this podcast has already gone on longer than like my last four combined. So here we go. We'll take the break and I'll be right back with the top five matches of this week. But first, I have to tell you guys about this sweet website called Sleefs.com. Sleefs designs and produces custom compression gear, everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands, bandanas, t-shirts, and jerseys. Sleefs carries over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults. And now it just got even better because you can use the promo code MONSTER40, that's MONSTER40 without the vowels, M-N-S-T-R-40, you'll get 40% off your order. So go to Sleefs.com, that's S-L-E-E-F-S.com, for your active wear accessories now and use my promo code MNSTR40 for 40% off your order now and get in your game. All right, we're back. And uh, I forgot, Ryan, that because, you know, with my new schedule, it is fucking super hard to keep track of the fucking days. But tonight actually is Bound for Glory from Impact. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that until... I was looking up to see where it was going to be at, where Bound for the Road was going to be at. It's going to be in Illinois. And uh, so before I get to my top five matches of the week, I am going to go ahead and uh, go over the card. And you tell me if anything pops out to you. Oh, um, I don't know. There's, they, there's really only one match I care about. What's the one match that you care about? Uh, to Neil Dashwood versus uh, Ty Bucker. Yeah, for the yeah. knockout championship. That's the only yeah. match you care about? Yeah, all this other shit, fucking Rich Swan and Tag. I mean, the the Cage and Callahan match should be okay, but I mean, I'm not I'm not so high on Callahan that I'm like, oh, I have to watch it. The the only match I really want to see is the Xeno Dash Royal. I'm excited to see the Brian Cage versus Sammy sorry Sammy Callahan match, but just because uh, of the build, the build was good um, with him hitting his wife and everything. Uh, yeah. The old stone cold angle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good, though. I mean, it was, it was, it was effective. Um, the weirdest thing on here is probably going to be Ken Shamrock versus. That's yeah. going to be weird. Uh, Elgin, um, uh, Michael Elgin having a match. Was, he, he had that really cool match with Brian Cage recently. So, I mean. Don't you feel like they uh, they bring Elgin in, the girl that he was abusing um, that wasn't his wife? Um, I don't know if you ever heard about that. 
Well, no, that wasn't. So the story with that was it wasn't it wasn't Elgin yes, no. that was doing it. It was one of his it was one of his students that had done some shit, and then the the girl came to him and was his buddies. One of his buddies, and he was denying it though. But he was yeah. yeah. But he was so I mean, that's you know right. he was he was going off of screenshots of shit that he saw from both of them or whatever, and basically was just like, look, this isn't my problem. If if that's how you feel, go to the police, but don't come to me about it. So. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not weird about him on that. Well, do you kind of feel like Impact has dropped the ball? They made a big deal about bringing him over. They were able to get him from New Japan, and they really haven't done anything with him since the match with Cage anyway. Like, I don't no, get it. Wasn't that, that wasn't that long ago. But, I, um, yeah, I, if it, the thing is, if you're going to go through all that to bring him over, it, it's, it's another Down one of those things. Glory, you know what I'm saying? It's, that match for bound, bound for glory. Yeah, what I'm saying there, there's two. Yeah, that's one thing. The other thing is, if you're going to go through all the trouble to get him and then put him against your champion, just have him win. It's the same thing as, as bringing Tyler Breeze back down to NXT. You're going to go through all this shit and have all this build or or all this hype for the match, and then still have your your champion go over instead of making it into a longer program. That, that never makes why sense. Why wouldn't you, Why wouldn't you just sign him and then stow him away? Because Brian Cage had just won the title anyway from Mundo. Right. So, or Johnny Impact, or Johnny, whatever the fuck he's on at the time, right? right? Johnny Dynamite. Uh, so he wins. He wins the title from him, and your your first feud is, hey, let's bring in this fucking guy that he used to be tag team partners with in PWG, and then you're not gonna let Brian Cage drop the title that fast. So what was the point? Yeah. You should have stowed him away. You should have signed him quietly, stowed him away. And then make his appearance after Brian Cage already defended the title a couple of times, and then have Elgin go over on him and feud starts. You get what I'm saying? Like uh, mystery po- opponent, some shit like that um, from somebody else, so some talker because Elgin's not that good on the mic. Bring in some talker, be like, I got, or you be like, he was like, say it's a manager for somebody that Cage beat. It's like, well, I got somebody that I know right. you can't beat. He said he'll be ready for you at the pay per view, and Cage is, of course, the fighting champion. I'll take on your challenge or whatever, and out comes fucking Michael Elgin. I mean, they ain't got nothing to lose anyway. Where you're gonna be like, okay, you're gonna get more people buying the the pay per view because Michael Elgin came in, right? But I think more people would go back and watch it if everybody on the internet made a big deal about holy fuck, Michael Elgin just popped up. You get what I'm saying? So. They should. I think they should have went through with that route. Brian Cage would have already had a couple of victories, had it for like two or three months, and then Elgin comes in, takes it, and now like this right here for Bound for Glory could have been that match or could have been the rematch because Bound for Glory is supposed to be their quote-unquote right. WrestleMania. So technically you need to know who the two guys are in the fucking main event. So this could be like the rematch, Brian Cage versus Elgin or whatever. Um, I think that would have been a better setup, but whatever. Um, I don't mind Callahan. He's a good talker. He's got a good stable going. He's been on fire pretty much ever since he fucking hit the dude in the head with his bat. Um, let's see. So you got the Call Your Shot gauntlet match where it's a gauntlet match where the winner can choose any championship match of their choice. I don't know who all is going to be in that. I assume that there'll be a couple of surprises. And then, of course, everybody's talking about the intergender ladder match for the Impact X Division Championship because Tessa Blanchard is in it. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Tessa, Tessa Blanchard. Also, her boy. Also, her boy. 
Oh yeah, I know. I agree. I can't believe she yeah. didn't go to AEW or to WWE. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but whatever. I, I'm not gonna fault her for right. working wherever she wants to work. Um, but her boyfriend is also in the match. I don't know if they um, acknowledge that on the I mean, That might not. be why she hasn't left. Because no, like nobody's really throwing out big offers for him. So it's just like I'll stay. Yeah, but I mean, well, when Ricochet went to WWE and she was still with him, why didn't she go to WWE then? Unless they were already having problems or something, and that was like kind of like the last straw type deal. I don't get it because she used to be with Ricochet, so I don't get it. Anyway, so six man tag team match with the Rascals, who are really good, especially as a trios team. In fact, if AEW ever gets trio titles, which SCU wants them to have, but Tony Khan is kind of iffy on it, they already got a decent amount of fucking trios teams, but I think the Rascals would be fucking awesome with that too. So you got the Rascals, you got the best friends with Orange Cassidy, you got Jurassic Express, you got SCU. You know what I'm saying? Like they got. They got talent enough to do a fucking trios title yeah. if they wanted to. Well, I'm so. the only one. I, I mean, that I'm sure the Rascals are great, but really Wagner Junior. is the only one in that match. I really would that I'm like, hey, like he's in that match. I'll watch it. Um, I'm I'm pretty high on Wagner Junior. Well, Aerostar is pretty good too. He was in Lucha Underground. So, um, but yeah, they like they got talent from a lot of different promotions. They got talent from AAA. They got talent from Pro Wrestling Noah. So. Good for them. Yeah. Got Rob Van Dam is going to be in the triple threat tag team match for the Impact World Titles. He's teaming up with Rhino. Yeah, that's funny a, thing um, is everybody acts like Rhino's so old. He's really not, man. He started out when he was super yeah. young. <laughs> uh, that's um, I don't know if you've seen him wrestle lately, Rob Van Dam, but every time I've seen him lately, like within the last, I'd say two years, whenever he does anything, I'm just he's yeah. Yeah, he's he's falling yeah. off. Like he's still, I think he still has the flexibility, but he's got the gut and he's slower. He can still do everything, but he just yeah. moves too slow. I agree with you. I think Sabu was on their last episode and had a match, but I didn't watch that. And we all know I love Sabu. Um, I need to see if he uh, how he looks too. Because if Sabu is moving around better than Rob, got <laughs> a problem. Yeah, uh, Rob you know is. Man, damn, it seems like <laughs> Sabu, the motherfucker who's literally putting his body through a fucking table by himself yeah. every time. Van Damme, every match. Van Damme, it seems like he didn't shit. age for like 10 years and then he aged all 10 years within like two years. And yeah, now it's super aged. Yep. Yep. Super. Like, I don't get it. Like, as soon as his breakup yeah. happened with his wife, I guess. I don't know. He's, he's in like a midlife crisis. Oh, yeah, I know. Forbes is fucking and... sucking all the energy out of him a bit. A goddamn semen demon. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Can't keep up. You better get that Bluetooth, Rob. All right, let's see. Uh, all right, so, uh, okay, so top five matches of the week for me. Um, first, I will go honorable mention, obviously. You know, there's too much wrestling not to have an honorable mention. Um, honorable mention definitely goes to the Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, and I didn't put them in my top five because we didn't get a winner. Um, so obviously that hurt the match. They were just getting started, but it looked like it was going to be another fucking great match. And I know we, me and you talked about it a little bit and you were like kind of fed up with the fact that they're only good against each other, but I'd rather see them go against each other five times when I know it's going to be good than them go against somebody and it's going to suck. You know what but I'm we saying? don't know if it's going to so, suck because I never do I it. didn't mind seeing. Eh, I, well, I've seen Keith Lee's matches in NXT so far pretty much, and they're not that good. Um, 
Dijakovic had a really good match with Luke Harper yeah. on that WrestleMania yeah. access. That's when I thought that they were going to bring Harper awesome. back and start so I know doing he, real shit with him, and they didn't. And I was like, yeah. But in NXT, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so weird. He was like, that was my WrestleMania type it was deal. It was, it was just weird. But that match was really yeah. good. And and Harper won. So uh didn't make any sense to still not do anything with him when you were pushing Dominic Donovan so at the time. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, so – I never complained when I got to see Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. So with these two guys, I'm the, the chemistry. I don't complain. Um, now if they start doing it and there's no reason behind it, and they're just doing it because it's uh, Alberto Del Rio versus Rey Mysterio. See, but that's where it's that's where it's for me. <laughs> they were on SmackDown. That's well, they were fighting for whoever won got to fight Roderick Strong. Yeah, so but, I mean, there was something behind it. They were one one and one against each other. This is going to be the ultimate like, rubber match. And they were move on, and then Roderick Strong make it where they don't move on. So that's okay. Let's stand out of the fucking feud, I guess. I mean, they haven't had the opportunity to show it on the national stage, and now they're going to get to at the takeover. So, right? And no, no, yeah. it's going to be next week. It's not even going to have a takeover. When right. is their next takeover going to be? I assume uh, that their next takeover is going to be a big deal because it'll be the first one since they moved to live TV. Yeah. I heard Triple H say some shit about where their takeovers weren't even going to be on the same weekends as the pay-per-views anymore. Well, they have them around every big. Yeah, but I'm saying four, Triple H said so. they weren't even going to do it like that anymore. So right, but I was weird. I was just thinking, what's the next big four? Oh, the next big the next big one is uh, for sure Survivor Series. Yeah, November. Yeah, so and it has been there. a while since our last one. So, well, the the crazy thing about the Survivor Series shit is they're doing Survivor Series at this goddamn Crown Jewel. It's just a Hogan Flair Survivor Series. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I know. But, and, and it's not even like a super Survivor Series where it's 10 versus 10 or yeah. 8 versus 8. It's fucking still it's 4 versus 4 or 5 versus 5, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's weird. All right, so number 5 on my list is Riho versus Britt Baker, which we talked to kind of in depth earlier for the AEW women's title, um, which Riho retained. By the way, I don't have a problem with Riho. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. But I believe that the Japanese woman, and I cannot remember her fucking name right now, but the one who is like the Japanese Freddie Mercury. <laughs> the one that trained her. Yes, the one that trained her. Okay, I think yeah. she's better. Okay, oh, yeah. obviously. Okay, yeah, obviously she trained her. She's, she's better. I think um, Hikaru, I think is her name. The one with the giant baggy pants. Hiraku? Hold on. No, that's the magic girl. She's not bad, but I don't think she's better than Riho. But she's pretty good. Um, Yuka's the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about Yuka Zakazai. You know, I know who you're talking about. The magic pants is the... I mean, the the magic pants. (laughs) (laughs) She's considered the magic something. They call her the magic something. Is her nickname. I know who you're talking about. Hold on. Okay. I'm trying to get you to understand who I'm talking about. A-E-W. Let me see if I can spell it. What was she in? Hakuru Shida. Look up Hakuru Shida. You'll see who I'm talking about. She's got the robe, the yellow and red and blue robe. She's better. She's better. So, I mean, like, I don't understand why Riho got the title first besides just knowing Kenny Omega and being friends with Kenny Omega, tag team partners with Kenny Omega. Friends, quote-unquote. Because 
Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, both of those Japanese ladies are better than her. Is I, my point. But anyway, I don't. I, 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 maybe on like in ring talent alone, but if that were enough, then you know, fucking Drew Gulak would be the goddamn world heavyweight champion. I find it very so, weird that this little girl or little woman, whatever. <laughs> um, you're, you're, you are delaying. You're delaying. You're delaying like crazy. Hold on. Go ahead and say that again. Which part? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hold on, we're having technical difficulties. Okay, you good? Yep. I don't even know if the last one even saved. It said stop now and it'll save. Um... But in case it doesn't save, we're just going to go ahead and go through. I don't know why the hell it wants to fuck up now. But I'm going to go ahead and go through. The honorable mention of the top five matches of the week was Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic, rather. Um, and the reason I said it wasn't in the top five is because it didn't get a clear-cut winner. Number five was Riho versus Britt Baker, AEW women's title. I was saying that I thought... Um, her trainer and Hiraku Shida. Yeah, and Hiraku Shida was better, and you said no, and then you started going out. So go ahead. Yeah, so they might be better in the ring, but if if world titles and, and shit were given out based on who's better in the ring, then Drew Gulak would be fucking universal champion, and he's not. So the crowd really connects with her. Like every time she's in there, they go yes. fucking crazy. I was saying that before, you know, the whole crazy shit happened i don't know if you heard me or not but i was like the the way she gets people behind her or that's where i was going anyway the way she gets people behind her is mind-boggling considering the fact that for a lot of these people she just popped up people didn't know who she was at all um didn't know anything about her teaming up with kenny omega didn't know anything about um any of her background she's just a really small girl who took a lot of fucking crazy ass bumps in these matches that she's been in so far and uh, keeps getting back up. So, well, the crazy yeah, thing so. is, if they did know that stuff, they'd like her. I mean, she was in fucking DDT. Like she, she started when she was nine years old. Um, like there's, there's a lot about her backstory that people would would think is really cool. Um, she's, uh, she's only like what twenty two. Um, so when they're like, oh yeah, she's twenty two years old and she's got thirteen years of experience. Like they're not, they're not joking. She started when she was nine. Yeah. Um, so. Th- it's partly the crowd connecting and stuff like that. It's partly um, that uh, she probably does have some sort of personal relationship with, with Omega, um, which doesn't hurt either. But, like, her and Yuka both get over really well with the crowd, and I wouldn't say that either of them are the best wrestlers that they have, but they are... Um, they, they've got that... They've got that appeal to the crowd where it makes sense to have the belt on them for now. I think that's the biggest downfall of the AEW women's division right now is that there's no one to connect to because we don't know a lot of the people's characters slash or know them at all. Um, that's why trying to get the biggest pop a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, but are they though? The biggest. Yeah. I mean, she didn't even interfere. And in, I mean, I get that they don't want a lot of interference in these title matches and shit because they don't want to be WWE. And I get that. It's whatever, but. 
you you push this feud with her and B for how long now and nothing happened with B? B didn't come out at all, not even after the match to attack her after the handshake or something stupid like that, you know? Nothing to continue the feud. So I don't understand that part. But I think a telltale sign of this um, was Casino Battle Royale for the women. The biggest pop was for Dashwood. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, by far, the biggest pop was for Dashwood. That's including Ivelisse. That's including Jazz. Including all these people. But Daniil Dashwood got the biggest pop, and it wasn't even close. And I think that's a problem for the women's division for AEW right now. They don't have any of that where everybody knows who they are and everybody already loves that person. Well, I mean, that's why it makes the most you know sense saying? to put so, the belt on the person that people cheer for the most for right now until they, until they do build that up. So I have no problem with Rio being champion. Oh, I don't have a problem with her having the title at all. No, I don't have a problem with her having the title. Um, I think they would have got – and uh, unfairly, of course, because I'm a very progressive person, but they would have got fucking slaughtered, basically, if Nyla Rose was their first women's champion. Yeah. So, um, I mean, let's be real. Yeah, let's be real about it. They would have got not, slaughtered. Fair I, or not I'll, fair. I'll say that Nyla's – matter. I don't give a shit about the, the trans part of it. Like, that's whatever. I wouldn't want her to be the first champion just because you – when you watch the matches that she was in, um, she wasn't the best part of any match that she was in. So she got completely outshined by Austin Kong in the four-way match to me. Um, and then when she was doing the, the Riho uh, Yuka match, I, I felt like both of them were, were better than her too. So um, I get the – well, she's pretty yeah. green. I mean, she, as far as, she'll definitely get better. Obviously. For, um, but I, I think putting yeah. the title on her first would have been a mistake, too. So I'd, I like a Rio pick for that. Yeah. Um, out of the two options, I definitely didn't see Nyla winning it, even though I was actually pulling for Nyla. And she has cool spots in a lot of these matches, especially against that small, super small Rio. She looked like she was breaking Rio in half oh, with some of dude, these moves. One of my favorite insane. spots was one of her spots. Um, like when she hung, uh, she hung Rio up on the ropes and did that fucking knee drop to her that was a great spot yeah. i love that yeah but overall I, I would say that she got yeah. she got pretty outshined in the match so yeah well uh, definitely did it for when everybody pretty much knew riho was winning when she did the super flex on yeah. the top rope that was insane that was crazy as fuck because it actually looked like she used all <laughs> of her strength to do that because before right like minutes before she tried it normally and couldn't do it remember like she dropped Nyla, she was going to try to do something with Nyla, yeah. and she dropped her a little bit. It's kind of like one of those things like Tyler Bate and fucking Cesaro and Chad Gable do where you can literally tell that this motherfucker's not jumping for you and you're using your actual strength. And you can tell yeah. when they're doing that, which I think makes it look cooler, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, she like kind of botched it a little bit, but it could have been uh, part of the story of the match too. I don't. I'm not here to say that she botched the move. That might have been part of. That might have been what she was supposed to do. But then you could tell. You could tell when she was on top of the rope. She used everything, bro. She used everything to put her over. It was insane. Um, okay, so number four for my match is Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. Yeah, that's. Um, that's a good pick. What do you think about? Yeah, that? and we talked. We talked about yeah, it a little bit earlier. But yeah, I, I thought that match was good. Yeah, I yeah, we talked. I mean, I. 
You thought that was uh, Marco Stunt's coming yeah, out party? Yeah, I don't think anybody took like, him seriously. He belongs here, type deal. Match. And now they're they're at least like, okay, like I can see the appeal. I can see where he fits in. I can see what you know yeah. what his role can be here, as opposed to oh yeah, it's just a really short fucking small dude who flosses with the two real wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Sad part is, I think a lot of people saw that with like Joey Janela too, where they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then he has the match. With Moxley. um, yeah. with Moxley, yeah, with Moxley and fucking insane. And I already thought he belonged there when I saw his match with Adam Page because that match was yeah. fucking insane. Where Adam Page got the dead eye off the fucking ladder through the table, fucking nuts. Mm. At uh, I believe all I think- in. Their very first one, because Joey, because Joey Ryan came out with the penis druid. The problem with uh, the problem with so, Janela, yeah. I think, is he, he's gonna have to eventually prove that he can work without all the crazy fucking weapon spots yes yeah with props yeah yep 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 i agree um okay so number three on my list is uh chris jericho versus darby allen for the AEW title Uh, of course of course i mean i only got it at three instead of higher because of the interference at the end even though yes it's a dq or no dq match so i get it but it still took away from the ending for me I mean, you already had his hands tied right. behind his fucking back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were going to win the match. I mean, if you ever fucking Chris Jericho, that shit, you don't get it off on your own. Somebody definitely had to cut that shit off. If it was real gaffer tape, like I said. Yeah. Because the funny thing was, I was like, when Jericho was taping his hands, it didn't even look like he was right. doing it right. Like, I was like, this dude's easily, this, he's going to accidentally get out of this. And then you see what kind of tape it is, and you're like, oh, no, it <laughs> yeah. don't even fucking matter. He could have just put it one time around his hands yeah. and he would have been fine. Yeah, that's um, fucking nuts. So do you think you would you have put it higher on the list? You probably would have after you after you hear my number two, you probably I don't think I would have put it on, put it, on I, I, it might have been an honorable mention for me. I I thought it was a good match, but I thought that there were a lot of good matches. So Oh my god, then you're probably definitely gonna fucking just throw a match. Do you have a uh, top five? If I had to come up with one real quick, that wouldn't be on it. Okay. Um so you can think of five matches that were better than that. Yeah, I can think of three from I could besides the two besides the two that I've already mentioned because you obviously if they're not on there, then you're putting Riho and Britt Baker on there and Lucha Bros and Jurassic right. Express and on also there the uh, the yeah the okay. tag match would go on there too. So that's easy three, and then you consider NXT too. The tag match with Moxley yep. and Pack versus. Okay, see, I don't have that. On there. <laughs> that's Sorry, crazy I character don't. development so, because Moxley, of the way. Though, okay. Just... There's okay. When I do this weekly, it's gonna change. I understand. It was scheme of moving the storylines forward. I don't doubt that. Okay, I get that. Moxley is the outlaw. Pack is about the record. Uh, stood. But when you have somebody. Overall, top five matches of the week. I'm not doing top five storylines of the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was a good match too, though. Well, no, no, it's a good match. It's just not in my top five because my number yeah. two is probably the one that you're going to disagree with the most. Is uh, actually Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest from NXT. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not sold on Damian Priest. Is the real problem with that? Well, yeah, I don't agree with him going over, but he did give the low blow to do his finishing move. So yeah. they I, they protected Pete Dunn 
they protected Pete Dunne, but I do agree that still, still the wrong person went over because who has Damian Priest beat up until that point? Nobody. Right. Like, you have nobody's. you have this dude fucking coming back basically from a repackage and going over not only going over Pete Dunne, but going over Pete Dunne, who was your fucking NXT UK champion for some ungodly amount of time. It's just six hundred, six hundred and something. Yeah, things, it's right. Wasn't it over? It was almost two years. It was something crazy like that. Yeah, hear that, brother. Yeah, but yeah. So I obviously we both know that I love Pete Dunn. I got um, Christina that fucking Pete Dunn it autograph thing. I love Pete Dunn probably more than she does. I think I might part of me got it for myself, but I love Pete Dunn. Um, so I didn't agree with the outcome of the match, but the match itself was pretty fucking good for. Yes, I could have been a prisoner of the moment because of the rest of the matches that were on the show because NXT usually only has one good match right. a fucking show. Cause, and then the rest of it is pretty much throwaway shit. And this one would have had two really good matches if Roderick Chong didn't have the interference. So, I mean, I can't really blame them. They only got an hour to work with at the moment. Um, and then my number one, Kenny Omega versus AEW Dark. Yeah. Now, I include AEW Dark for the current week because it shows to the mass public on Tuesday before their new show. So technically, it was last week's, but I didn't get to see it till this week, so I'm putting it on this week's top five. Okay. Um, so what's the... That's how I'm, that's how I'm the, doing it. What's the, Just so you know, what's the cutoff date for all wrestling combined? I would say Friday Night SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if we're going to, if we're, no, 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 I'm saying if we're going to do the shows on Sunday morning, which is fine with me because Sunday is the start of the new week, right? So you could include Saturday, which means we would be including AEW pay per views, which kind of takes away from the rest of the week because now, like, a WWE pay per view would get snubbed until the next week, into the next yeah. week. Is that cool with you? Where, you get what I'm saying? So like, so like, let's say Impact has a really fucking awesome couple matches on their show tonight. So next Sunday, a week removed, I'm gonna put an uh, Impact match in my top five. Not only is it gonna feel like it's fucking ancient history, but it's gonna be like, oh, okay, but that was a fucking pay per view. They got two. Yeah, I guess. Um... Hey man, sorry about that. I don't know if I lost it or not. I, I was still saying I was on and it fucked up again and I asked you a question. I don't know what the last thing you heard me say was or what it's going to record but you do know that my top pick was Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela AEW Dark and I guess what I'm saying is the cutoff can be Saturday night and I assume that where you're going with this is Kenny Omega versus Phoenix but like I said, right. I haven't seen the match so I can't put that in my top five until I watch the match which now I couldn't do anyway but I can get my thoughts on later because um, it would be hypocritical of me to not watch something and then put it in my top five. I'm not going to do that. So I yeah. assume that Kenny Omega versus Phoenix would be your number one of the week. Uh, Yeah, that'd be my number one. Um, okay, so you're crazy. telling me, but you you just said earlier on the show though that Phoenix it wasn't even that close, but you're still no, gonna put it number one on. I said that the last four minutes weren't that close. Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a. Um, it's not like it was some fucking crazy like back and forth war all the way to the end. It was a crazy back and forth war uh, until Kenny Omega started hitting fucking V triggers and busted open his nose, and then from there it was just 
he just fucking he, and Phoenix kept kicking out of stuff, but he never really made a real comeback and, and got fucking put so down. From a from a character standpoint, would you say that Kenny Omega snapped in the match and that's why he took control with the last four minutes and just started killing him? Like, was it a storyline based, like character driven thing, or was it just he just happened to it control was, the last was, four minutes? It was more storyline for Phoenix. Phoenix not giving up and kept like taking some really big moves and, and getting out of it until eventually, you know, one winged angel, nobody gets up. So on Twitch, do they have English announcers or do they have Spanish announcers? Do you know? I was watching the Spanish stream. Somebody said that there was an English one, but that the English announcers kind of sucked and it was taken away from it. So I just never switched over. I, I watched it in Spanish and I know enough Spanish to, to tell what was going on. When they go, peligro, peligro, peligro. I'm like, yeah, okay. I know that. I mean, danger. If I do something dangerous. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and then of course at the end of the match, Tris, Tris, Tris. Ah. Uh, so apparently, apparently, from, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they do that shit in Japan too. They're like, yeah, that's the only thing I could understand. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. So, but apparently, Kenny Omega is the first person ever to hold the AAA Mega and the NJPW or IWGP Heavyweight Title. So that's pretty cool. Another accolade uh, under his belt. Well, are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure Vader had the, um, maybe not, maybe, okay, so maybe not specifically the AAA one, but we, I was, I was looking into this earlier because I was wondering if anybody else held world titles in um, Mexico, Japan, and the United States. So um, if Kenny, had, if Kenny wins the AEW title at some point, would that make him the only person to have ever done that is what I was really looking into. And I think Vader has done it and one other person, Stan Hansen, maybe. Um, so well, Vader couldn't have done it because I think the title, this title, was established in like 2007. Right. No, so, that's what I'm saying. Not true. Yeah, yeah. Just Mexican world titles in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for sure Vader then probably. It's, but it's I'm just saying list. for yeah, the Mega Championship is relatively new. This isn't their main right. title. Well, that's why Phoenix has it. That's why it was before the the Chaos match. Fucking it says here that El Macias was the first champion in 2007. He beat Leparka in the first round, Charlie Manson in the second round, and Chessman in the final. Also in the in the tournament was Kinzo Suzuki, mm. believe it or not. Yeah. Cybernetico, um, Mr. Nebula, and El Zorro. Yeah. Oldest winner was oldest winner was Dr. Wagner Jr. won it. And when he was fifty two years old. Um, El Texacano Jr., who went to Lucha Underground, I remember him in Lucha Underground. He had it for 735 days, which was the longest reign. And the youngest winner was Phoenix, 27 years old and 238 days. Heaviest champion was Electroshock, who was 262 pounds. And the lightest champion was also Phoenix. Yeah. Um, man, you gotta, you, you should definitely check out that match as soon as you can. I will definitely was, check was, out the match. It was a good match. Um, but yeah, that would probably be my top one. Uh, and it's crazy because Kenny Omega then I guess shows up three times in my top five because I would also put the the Janelle Dark match and then the tag yeah, match and yeah, the tag so, match yeah so we know you're so, a Kenny Omega Mark so everybody knows that now yeah but like okay <laughs> I mean a little bit yeah but not well, it's yeah not like I'm but, fucking no no I get it but I mean that just pretty much proves your point yeah I, I know that pretty much just proves your point to the whole uh, situation we were talking about earlier about it's not really a war. By saying that it's, I mean, I mean, it's a war. By not saying it's a war, like he said, you put I'm him just in better. Any promotion, any match. I just had three. Ba- I just had three matches in a week and a half that were in the top five of the week. 
Yeah, and and you could put any one of those matches against anything on NXT's card last week, and it would blow it the fuck away. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would even come close was, uh, what, two weeks ago when it was Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole for the title at the beginning right. of the show? Yep. Yeah, that's the only thing that would even come close to any of these matches. And like, and it doesn't even come close to the to the Phoenix one. So so yeah, it comes close to the tag match, and it comes close to. Well, uh, it's Janela. hard to it's hard to compare the Janela one with the stipulations and stuff. Honestly, like being real, it had some crazy spots, but one to one comparison with a with a normal wrestling match, I don't think is really fair. But yeah, um, yeah it's uh, he's he's not wrong. He's he's way better, and that's why it's so funny to hear fucking goofballs like Cornette sit there and be like, oh. Kenny Omega looked green last night. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You mean all the money he was pocketing? Yeah. And the right? three matches he had? Oh, that fucking Dumbass. green. Yeah. Stupid. All right. all right. So that's the show for this week. Next week, hopefully, we have less technical problems. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It says I'm connected. Um, I put it in airplane mode at first because I read somewhere that putting it in airplane mode would cause less problems. But then apparently, I had more problems when I put it in airplane mode. So I won't be doing that next week. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I really don't get it because the first hour and 40 minutes of this podcast went by smoothly as fuck. Now I'm going to have to try to figure out all the different recordings I have and piece this shit together. But uh, I will upload it as fast as possible for you guys. And I hope you join us next Sunday where we will definitely probably be discussing Battle for Glory. Um, obviously, AEW versus NXT round four. And uh, whatever else we can get into. Uh, oh, yeah, and our Mount Rushmore of people that have been completely fucked over by WWE. Yeah. Ray Wyatt excluded because he's already up on the board. Well, I mean, yeah, he's included because he's already on the board. And who our other three are. Um, yeah, it should be an interesting show. Might not be as long as this one. Hopefully we didn't get all of our wrestling knowledge out of the way on the first show and then have a bunch of dead air next week. We got Dwight the Clown out of the way. Yeah, we got Dwight the Clown out of the way. And you got Rebo Man, a Rebo Man uh, mission in there, so that's good. <laughs> only, only up from here. All right, man, thank you for joining me, and uh, see you next week. Later.